and we are live here welcome back everyone to real news uh we're gonna be going into the big topics of the week as always uh specifically like tucker carlson's epic monologue uh from earlier in the week the court packing bill the black lives matter shootings more mass shootings are coming back all that kind of stuff but and car talk because somebody here is going to be buying a new car so that will be fun interesting especially for the men listening i know we have a lot of those uh in our streams but uh we want to start something very important which is the most interesting race happening in america right now that not enough people are talking about but it is making waves like if you're in tune with any of these YouTube shows, Blaze TV, RSPN, or anything like that, you probably know this person, uh, our friend Donnie. She's running for Arlington mayor, and I have to say, like, impresses me more and more by the day. Uh, her election's May 1st, so we're only, like, two weeks away, and she's been putting in a lot of hard work. So, Donnie, thanks for joining us again. Can you give us an update on everything that's been going on since we last talked? Hey, yeah. Thank you guys so much. And I also want to say this, too. The first podcast I've ever been on was your guys' podcast. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're all still, like, homies. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. It all started here, folks. It sure did. Um so uh, my my election's going pretty well. I've picked up a lot of support. Um, I've gained a lot of support from other people's, from other candidates. I mean, quite a bit. Um, I got inboxes and people are like, whoa, um, I'm so happy I, I, I was exposed to you because you're like the most conservative candidate that's running. Um, people doing whatever they can to help. And um, it, it's actually more surprising than I thought it would be. At first, I was kind of like, man, like, I'm not, I feel like people think certain people are conservatives and they're not. And I just, it's a nonpartisan race. So it's a little easier to get away with that, you know? Right. So, so it's been, it's, it's been a lot to get the information out and show it, but like, I'm very consistent. I'm the only person that's been talking about the constitution since the beginning. I talked about us need to open up hundred percent. The only person, um, even before Greg Abbott opened hundred percent and removed the mandate. Um, the only person who's been doing that the entire time, and I think people have been watching and catching on, like, wait a minute, this girl is actually conservative. Um, I like that I'm MAGA. Nice. <laughs> I've seen the comment section. It's like, Donnie is MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's, oh, and then we actually only have seven people running for office um, now. Um, the, um, Jerry was uh, disqualified from the race, but they haven't removed his name off the ballot. But he has um, backed me, and he's telling his people to back me um, for this election, which is really, really, really great, actually, um, because he's actually, um, uh, I guess I would say leftist. I don't think he necessarily says he's a Democrat. He's a leftist, actually. And people talk about unity all the time. And what more unity to have someone on the left actually endorse someone on the right? And I've actually um, endorsed uh, someone on the left, too, because he's only two leftists is running for District 8, um, but the guy that I endorse, um, Chris, he's actually anti-corruption, and he's been showing it and, and pulling out receipts. Um, it doesn't matter what side you're on. If you're corrupt, he's going to pull he's gonna pull receipts on you. So I've actually um, supported him too. So if they really want some serious unity in Arlington, Texas, I'm, I'm going to be the best bet for that. 
Awesome. Let's go. That's great. Um, I we saw you recently. I was actually at work listening to it when you were on Blaze TV with Pat Gray, uh, which yeah. was very exciting to see because it's it's a legit show. Like it's the real deal. And mm -hmm. I mean, you did great in there. How was that experience? Honestly, they they treat me like like really nice. You want some coffee? You want some water? Um, it was very quick. The they're actually in Mercury Mercury Studios. And it's actually huge. It looks super cool. And I think I thought that was that looked familiar. It looked like Glenn Beck's studio. But like when he his daughter went live and everything was showing the whole thing. I'm like, wow, it was mind blowing. And then um I guess Glenn Beck was actually sitting in the same chair I was sitting in before I went in there and I didn't get to meet him. Uh. But it would have been if I would have known, I would have been there really early. <laughs> um, but it was a great experience. Um, I, you know, I told Phil I had my complaints. Um, I, the, I was like, I don't like the lighting. I didn't like what it looked like. But then, like, it was okay. Um, the questions were great. Um, Pat was great. And um, when I was leaving afterwards, I thought someone was calling me. My phone was vibrating by all the people that were on my website after the show. Really? Mm-hmm. And I thought my phone was ringing. It was just notifications from everybody that was on my website. And uh, people, a lot of people donated. Um, it was great, and I'm and I'm consistently going to be calling out my opponents. Um, doesn't really matter uh, necessarily uh, who they are if they need to be called out. Because if I say I'm going to run against um, the establishment and corruption, I'm going to call you out, um, regardless if you haven't said anything first, technically or not. But um, they have their they have their people. Their uh, what do they call themselves? I'm going to call them. Um, gang gangster trolls or something they come over to my stuff uh, and they go on my website and they leave um rude stuff in my form and everything to try to harass me but honestly when they do that it doesn't make me feel like sad or any of those things it makes me just want to win more for the people because if you're using those kind of, kind of tactics you really have no business um you know representing if anybody I was, if i was getting trolled like that and you know occasionally occasionally you'll get a little 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 something i'll get a little something on my twitter page you know but mm -hmm. like if if i got something like that for me it would be like it would be fucking glory because mm -hmm. like i know if if somebody took time out of their fucking day to troll me <laughs> like i know i'm somebody right i'm somebody in their life if you take time out of your day like you could be doing anything else with your pathetic life but you chose with your your whatever whatever you have in your mom's basement you chose to attack me like that is like it's glory like it's just glory to me i don't know if you feel the same way but like like that's that's how i would be well, yeah, that's, yeah that's how you know you're striking a nerve exactly exactly like and 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 you're you're gonna get and, and i've told you this before it's 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 at, at the moment and and we've seen it like we've seen it i don't we've know how many elections we've, we've experienced <laughs> it the closer you get to the election to the actual election the worse it's gonna get it's just gonna like because because you know the desperation is a stinky cologne that's that's a yes that's a starship that's a super troopers <laughs> reference yes the, the the 
desperation is a stinky cologne and like yeah and as the race tightens up you're gonna see all these desperate people going going after you i'm i'm stunned honestly i'm stunned like because the front runner jim ross who has like signs all over fucking arlington all over wherever he's attacking her yeah he's attacking her like yeah i'm like I'm like, damn, this girl is somebody. Yeah, like this girl is legitimately somebody. If if this dude is going after her, oh, you know, oh, you know, you know, she's somebody. Because they don't, because it, because if you didn't matter to him, he wouldn't even fucking like he wouldn't give a shit about you. The fact that he's tackling you, he means he he knows you're a threat. Like he knows you're a threat. So. Whatever you're doing, uh, keep doing it. And yeah, uh, it's it's been. I, I'm letting you know. It's it's just been an absolute joy to see. Even, even whatever happens. Look, whatever happens with the race, who the hell knows? Because and I always have to ask that because you you just never know. You never know what's gonna happen. You know, because because ra- political races they they tend to be dirty. They they can they or they can be dirty. They can be you know long and drawn out or whatever and but like whatever happens like it's got to be good it's good i just try to feel good knowing that not only has the support come in the masses but most importantly and most importantly you've pissed off a ton of people and that just warms my heart the right people you pissed off the The right right people people. yeah you've pissed off a lot of people and it just warms my heart to see yeah that's always a challenge too of diving into the public arena of death is you know you're gonna have lovers and haters you're gonna have fans and haters and there are those people like us who are supportive but then there are like these people like you said these gangster trolls that just come out and try to tear you down and you know the only thing you can do is just keep fighting and that's what you're doing so I think you're in good shape. Um, how do you feel going into this final stretch here? I, I feel a lot better than I was feeling. I I knew I was going to, I was just, you know, I talked to Phil and I, I talked to you a lot about the race and everything and where I stand. I feel like now after, you know, all the different interviews I've done, going on Blaze TV, all, um, you know, Red State, all these different articles have come out. Um about me, I think it's going to help me make it to this runoff, at least make it to the runoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I, I think I will be a front runner because um, I saw where Jim Ross said he has hired people and they've actually knocked 50,000 doors. Whoa. So, yeah. I mean, when you spend $181,000, <laughs> I mean, I, I can see that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. But um, I'm pushing hard to you know get on that runoff and i think once it's just me and him i think it'll be much easier then to beat him because then they're only focused on two candidates and not seven yeah that's I think- crazy what money you know that's that's just like the money paying paying into that stuff that's that's really sad that that's what he has to do spend all that money to just go and compete against you know basically a newcomer into the political sphere yeah, and you know, I think that he was going to spend all that in the first place. He he's a he comes off as a conservative or Republican or even possibly a Rhino. Um, but it's because he has all these police association endorsements, and um, and he, he's actually a Democrat. Democrats like to spend your money, 
So he's spending a lot of money for this election. And I mean, it's it's, it's a big city too. So I could see spending a, a, quite a bit of money. But when your numbers are it's, it's like way higher than everyone else's, the next highest is $22,000. Um, people don't like that, especially when they see the city has spent so much of our money. Um, people don't like seeing all that spending. Honestly, the other thing that that tells you is that if he's spending that much, like which he's never spent before, to my knowledge, on a on this race before, it shows he's really, really scared. He feels the threat coming. <laughs> and you know what? Before this was before Blaze TV interview, um, I saw that he started doing like interviews. Besides his interviews, he does at these restaurants where he doesn't talk about their business at all, but just talks about why they're in Arlington with their business and their story. Um, I saw him actually like, go into a studio and do an interview. And then after, you know, after I've been doing it for a while, unless I missed the ones he'd been doing before, um, I've been starting to see some people using my um, content and what I've been saying as they're, these are my pillars when I'm running for office, but they're using it for themselves. They're repeating things that I'm saying um, as if it's their own ideas and they're not. So there's like they're uh, dipping in my cookie jar or whatnot um, to seem more conservative, I guess, because, you know, you have to pretend to be conservative when you're not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he seems to be playing is that sort of game. And we'll see if he pulls off the scheme. But I mean, you're and it's the not only just tr- him, by the way, I'm just, uh, it's, it, you know, it's not just him doing it, but uh, mm. I'm noticing the other candidates doing it. Yeah, that's that's important to point out too, because you are the only true candidate on there for the people, and that's why we support you. And we're excited to see where this is going. And like, you know, I have the Blaze TV interview I'm showing on here, and it's like I remember listening to it at work, and I thought this is just perfect. Like it was natural, it was fun, it was enjoyable. I mean, I I think people walk away from that and just think, well, this is somebody like me, a likable, a good-hearted American. And how could you say no? Honestly, like you've said, like everybody you've talked to has said, like, yeah, I'm voting for you, right? Mm-hmm. That's yes, good. and then and then they don't even have to be uh, conservative. They're also Democrats who are supporting me as well. Um, you know, and I think one of the issues is they they people voted against Trump and got Biden in. And they're seeing how Biden's administration is behaving and performing. They're tired of being lied to. And people are not actually looking out for them and they're open to um you know a grassroots person someone who hasn't been corrupted or anything um someone who's genuine and actually cares about them um to support them and vote for them mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a couple of things that like that i really like about your campaign specifically like there's one your month the the the, the campaign con- the the contributions that you've gotten were like all basically individual contributions like contributions from individuals mm-hmm. like they'll, they'll come on you they'll, they'll come on your website or whatever and then they donate like which is refreshing because you you don't like like you see like jim ross like he has you know he has corporate he has interest interest donations right and then mm-hmm. i'm sure Gillespie's probably got the same thing and i'm pretty sure like look you might be you might you're probably one of the few maybe the only one maybe maybe 
that, that, that but that's huge because you're not really beholden to anybody except you and what you believe in and what your core values are and you know and most importantly the people right those are who you're that's who you're beholden to right and yes. and uh the other the other thing that i liked was you're not you're you're not scared to go against the grain uh, if it's what the people want and right. you said that and you, i mean you said that you, you said that on a couple occasions you, you you're not afraid to go against the political grain if it means what the people want which is that which is exactly what a leader is supposed to do right right you're talking and and and, and i know there was somebody gave you shit on twitter or whatever and it was like like how how are you going to give her shit for going to constituents asking what they what they're looking for asking information from them and then basing your stance off of what they're telling you it's like it's a that's exactly what a leader is supposed to do and you're doing it and so so that that's pretty that more than anything is really kind of um even 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 beyond the fact that we're like all friends and stuff like the the <laughs> The objective part is is there. Like this is the kind of stuff that is supposed to be happening that hasn't been happening for a long time, and you're kind of just bringing it back. Like, and we need more of that. We just need more of that. So, yeah. And I remember exactly who you're talking about. It was uh, some developer in Dallas. Yeah. Um. He was like, um. Let me see exactly what he said because like we like to search my name to see what people are saying <laughs> on Twitter. Um, and we also like to look up mayor candidate stuff um, in the searches to see what people are saying so we don't miss anything. Um, but he was basically just um, making fun of me because um, I said I talked to the people and the people said they don't want a bunch of new apartments being built. Mm -hmm. And um, and then he was like, okay, meanwhile, mayoral candidate Donnie Anthony said the residents she spoke with do not want more apartment complexes. The residents I've been hearing said we are we already have enough she said new housing isn't for people already securely housed is what he said and then he used this crazy weird um uh analogy he says try saying this during a famine residents i talked to say they've already had enough to eat and don't want to eat any more food to be grown like wh what are you talking about you're a developer you have a special interest in this so of course you're going to attack me on that Mm -hmm. And I didn't, and he never responded, by the way, because I said mm -hmm. stuff and a few of everyone else had said things yeah. too, but he never said anything because he's being selfish. It's not about you guys just wanted to build more stuff in Arlington, Texas. It's about what the people want. And I understand where the people are coming from. Yeah. I mean, and then this is, then this is what I'm talking about. You going to the, going to your, going to your prospective constituents and going, Hey, what, is this what you want is that what you want okay let's roll with it and, and i i mean i it's just um i don't know it it's it's a it's definitely a refreshing thing to see because you you got so many politicians that are beholden to beholden to donors or they just do their own thing because eh, well fuck it you know like you're like actually doing it the right way and and, and i I, I'm pretty sure Jim Ross probably already has shit that he's probably going to do whatever. Like, 
there was one thing by the way there was one thing that he was saying about like a he was saying that like he like we couldn't afford a a a rail set like an underground rail system so it was like oh that's out of the question but an overhead rail system is totally like okay like how the fuck do you plan that like that's like okay how's one cool but not the other but both options are still uber freaking expensive like how how i i'm i'm i yeah and he was talking as if that project is already under this already in discussion like that's 140 million dollars per mile and first of all arlington texas has voted against um public transportation like Mm -hmm. every single time Mm -hmm. um so and where's this where's this train going to go to just the entertainment center what's your plan because you're you told i've seen him in interview say that he doesn't plan on increasing taxes for the residents but how can you promise that if you plan on spending that much money who's gonna pay for that well he's a politician you know they'll promise everything and Mm -hmm. um lie about raising taxes over promise and under the liver i but before we finish talking about me i do want to say um anyone who's listening that is uh in arlington in arlington texas tarrant county um ellis county and i'm forgetting another county um there is a, the district six election is coming up for the house seat because um, ron wright had passed away mm-hmm um, I'm getting behind Brian uh, uh, Harrison. Okay. Um, for a lot of reasons, I feel like he he'll actually be he'll actually go to Congress and he can hold his ground and he can fight um, and actually do exactly what he says he's going to do. His platform is very similar to mine, more similar than anyone else's I've seen so far. Um, so that's who I'm I'm backing, and then I've talked to a lot of people in this area. They like him too. But some of them feel like they can't really speak up or say much about it because um, the his wife is running as well, and she's got all endorsements from you know the Republican GOP stuff. So, mm-hmm. but honestly, in my opinion, she's a great woman, nice lady, did a lot for her community. But um, what we're going through right now, we need someone with a backbone who can really hold his ground. He has a very strong back um, experience. And he did work for the Trump campaign. He, he's not anti, um, never Trump or anything like that. He's a supporter of Trump, and I think he would do great. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Good what's to me. what's the vibe out there right now? Are people excited to come out and vote? Or are they kind of more like, un, you know, unmotivated? Like, what what's it like out there? I'm curious on the ground. Um. I guess uh, they're pretty excited, honestly, the ones I've talk- I spoken to because I think the people are excited the ones I talk to because I'm like the candidate they've been waiting for. You know, like, you know how we were excited about Trump? He was a candidate we were waiting for, you know? So, um, and they may have seen all the options and they didn't realize, you know, who Donnie Anthony was. Um, some of them actually already knew who Donnie the Don was. They just didn't put two and two together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm learning that too. Um, but I honestly, people seem excited. I never hear people talking about a mayor race the way this way they are right now. Um, you know, cause I don't, I never really heard people talk too much about the other mayor race, but it also could be cause I'm in this race too, that it seems like there's more excitement. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's pretty exciting cause, um, blaze TV did an amazing thing. Um, Pat Gray, um, because that's a local race. Um, big medias don't tend to really care too much about local races. They don't cover them. Yep. They don't really talk to the candidates. 
And then this is honestly helping put Arlington, Texas on the map, my, what I think, and also to help people want to run for local offices. So I'm leading by example um, and getting people going on grassroots, you know? So I, I think it's pretty exciting for mayor race. Um, I, I, I mean, in the movies, they seem exciting, but they, you know, in real life, they're not exciting. Like no one talks about them. You don't even know they're coming up. <laughs> They're very tiring, stressful, and fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did you say how many doors you've managed to knock so far? I didn't. I don't have um, every number down the line, but we've knocked a lot of doors. Um, we've actually gone to a lot of apartment complexes as well, like up and down um, apartment complexes. Um, so we've done all the different, not all of them. I've done a lot of the forms that they had here locally, and I kind of haven't done so many, so, too many more of them because I started noticing this one particular side. They already have their audience, their mind made up on who they're going with, and people aren't paying attention to those. So I started doing more of my interviews and sharing them and going out and talking to businesses. I talked to businesses, and they said none of the other candidates have been to speak with them. Um, they're telling all their other friends and restaurant friends and business people to tell people to vote for me because some of them don't actually live in Arlington, too. So... It's, a, it's a kind of a different strategy that I'm doing, but I'm still boots on the ground. We're still out knocking doors. Um, and it's, there's multiple districts, and people are running and knocking doors to the different districts down here. I don't have any kind of special apps to give you the exact numbers, but I just know it's a lot, and we were pretty exhausted. If you can't tell my voice, i um, <laughs> been talking a lot, been going and talking to a lot of people, and I've been going to um, different businesses and locations and handing out flyers, too on top of that and mm. what we're also thinking about doing is um having a big old banner and standing on the side of the road showing um vote for donnie anthony for mayor so people can see it and i'm having an event event um next sunday at five o'clock it'll be my own event and jerry i believe is actually going to introduce me because he's going to have his people there too um when we do this event so and i'm speaking at another event I'm actually speaking at another event to this after the election with Matt Coach and them, but like that, that is still good. Um, but if I make it to the runoff, that's even better um, mm -hmm. for my election because nice. Chad Prather and all of them will be there. Mm. Yeah, we could tell right when you came on that your voice was kind of shot. And I know the feeling <laughs> you're hitting hundreds of doors, like it drains you. And even with lots of water, whatever you're doing, it just. It, it it shows that you are putting in the work and that's good um where can people find more information where can people sign up where can people follow you to keep up with you on everything uh you can go to donnieformayor.com d-o-n-i-f-o-r-m-a-y-o-r.com i'm donnie for mayor on um, pretty much every platform and also i'm donnie the don on gab and twitter nice 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 yeah if anybody wants to volunteer donate please do that and please follow her even if you're not in texas i mean we're not and we keep up with her because she's been a great person and has a lot of interesting content so uh it's just fun to keep up and hopefully if you know people in texas share the word too we're going to switch to our typical news schedule before we go off the rails of car talk and other things that i know we're going to get into tangent wise um, but you can stay of course, Donnie, or leave whatever you want. I know you're, you're probably tired, so I, I understand if you have to leave, but if you want to stay for the fun, we're all for it, of course. 
Um, but the big thing I wanted to hit on first was at the beginning of this week, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, number one commentator, 4 million viewers every night, was under a big controversy for some comments he made on his news show during the day uh, on Fox Nation, more of it's supposed to be kind of like a daytime show, Tucker Carlson Today, where he basically talked about how the New York Times, other outlets, were talking about replacement conspiracies or theories or whatever they call them. Um, and he, he addressed it, made some points about it, said, well, repl- mass migration and all kinds of stuff where the current population is changing um, is a voting rights issue because the people there have less power in their vote if let's say in like Texas, like let's say you're Republican strong, Republican stronghold, you ship in like three million people into there, five million people, whatever, you're gonna dilute the voting power of the people that are already there in a quick period of time, just very short. And so it's a genuine point to raise. And the ADL was going after him, all these other ones, who by the way, the ADL promotes the same thing, um, which is funny. Uh and so Tucker responds as monologue. And he didn't apologize. He didn't backtrack. He doubled down and even tripled down. It's probably one of his best monologues because to me, what he talked about is something I've known for a long time. I've heard before. It's nothing groundbreaking or new. But what's groundbreaking about is that he repositioned the issue of immigration, of mass migration specifically. It's normally we talk about how it's this problem where people are cutting the line, they're taking jobs, they're uh, bringing crime, bringing drugs, as Trump would say. (laughs) But another part of it, which we know, we've talked about before, and I was red-pilled on by people like O'Reilly and Pat Buchanan, is the Democrats are bringing these people in for votes. Republicans are bringing them for cheap labor, but Democrats are bringing them in for votes because they believe in their plan then instead of trying to change people's minds, instead of trying to win the people already over, win over the people already in this country, just import votes, and then oh, we can win all kinds of elections. Just get more of them, and that's what they're doing. That is really the plan. Open borders isn't crazy. It's part of a strategic plan to bring in a permanent Democrat supermajority voting bloc, and this is the point Tucker raises that not a lot of people really realized or maybe it's in the back of their minds but he repositions it to the front end and i think this is going to be very important going forward um and then and what's great about how tucker delivers it he in his in his uh, daytime show he says it's not a racial thing it's nothing to do with that it's a voting rights issue and that's what he focused on this monologue i don't know if you guys saw it but what did you think of the monologue, if you saw, or what did you, what do you think of this concept of replacement migration? I can't say I've seen the monologue. Yeah, mm. I, I, I honestly, I haven't watched, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Fox News in like a long, long time. And I got to say, it's, it's been very great for my personal psyche, <laughs> uh, just because Fox News has just gone down the shitter. Oh, yeah, um, and that's what – another interesting thing to add, too, is like – because I don't watch them either, but I will watch Tucker's monologues on YouTube. Uh, so it minimizes the amount of money Fox can get. But what's, where Tucker's in a unique position is that 
he's hauling in the ratings for them. Like, he's gone. The station is in the tubes. It's in the toilet. So he's in a special place where he can really say almost anything he wants and get away with it because they need him. So that's why this monologue is so important because it's talking about something that most are afraid to talk about because it's a little touchy subject. Didn't they cancel O'Reilly, though? I mean... Yes, but that was over sexual assault stuff. Yeah, but that's what I mean, though. It's like you're never 100%. Yeah. Oh, no, but when your ratings are down across the board and he's the one holding them up... Yeah. It's a different playing field. With O'Reilly, he was holding good ratings, but they were going after his advertisers. They were trying to break him down, and Fox overall was doing well. You know, like, they lose O'Reilly. It's kind of like, okay, that's a hit, but we have all these other people that are doing well. Right now, it's Tucker and nobody else, really. But I think Sean Hannity still is, you know, he's still getting some ratings. Yeah. I mean, he, like, you've got your usuals, like your night, your, your night usuals that, that do fair, that do fairly well. You're like, your Laura Ingram, your Laura Ingrams, your, your Tucker Carlson's, your Sean Hannity's. Um, and I guess those are the ones that, like, are still doing well. Actually, Laura, Laura Ingram, like, like when the campaign was still going on, she, she went, she did this thing on China that was just like a beautiful piece, like where she just went to town on the CCP, like uh, with the education, with all kind, like all the dirty money that's going in, going in through. Like it was just, it was beautiful. I was like, I for sure thought when she did that piece, I thought she was gonna get thrown off of Fox News, but you know, I mean lo and behold she's still here but like um i I don't know i it's fox news i mean really yeah i mean you're you're you are right sean like he's he he's definitely in a position where he kind of has them by the short and curlies because like well what the fuck are you gonna do like you know fox news ever since they butt fucked trump on the way out they like their their ratings just went down the shitter like for everyone else um i think gutfeld i think gutfeld's doing good by the way gutfeld how many times are we gonna repackage that fucking dude right oh yeah they have like another like like oh like now you it was red eye like he was on red it was red eye then it was the greg gutfeld show then it's gutfeld like what how many times are you going to repackage this fucking thing? It's like bar rescue or something. Like how many times you can't, once you start repackaging something enough then it just, it's going to lose its fucking luster. Like, but I mean, I, I mean, it's not that it's not Greg Gutfeld's fault. He's, he, he does a pretty good, he does a pretty good show. It's just, you know, I don't know. I, I always feel like the repackaging thing is always just like tends to be not the best idea. You know, I, yeah, but yeah, eh. I'm trying to find the ratings on nice chart, but Tucker has got, he was the number one top rated program in his time slot, 3.4 million viewers. Fox has been bounding back up actually recently and partially it's largely it's because of Tucker, but that's why I'm saying this monologue is important because again, it's an issue that is known but not a lot of people realize the significance of it. Because, like, if you look at the crisis happening at the border, 
this is why this is important. It is tenfold record of people coming over. Alex Jones and Owen Shorter have been down there giving the best reporting on it, bar none to anyone. I've been watching it. It's amazing stuff. They found one lady that was using a fake taxi to ship illegals in. Fake taxi? Yeah, it's like this minivan. It was like, oh, taxi. Has a number. They called the number to everything. Well, no, you, you know where fake taxis from, right? No. Like the porn? Oh, God. <laughs> That's like a porn genre. Or not genre. I think it's like a... A thing on there. Well, MS thirteen's getting it on now because she had like MS thirteen tattoos too. Um, so they've been covering this and they've been talking to Border Patrol. The rates are at all time highs, like insane levels. This they look they, and they keep putting this in the back burner of the media, but the migration crisis is crazy right now because it hasn't slowed down. It's it's gotten so bad. They're shipping people into the country. They're shipping people into hotels. The, the tents are still full. And what are they doing with this? They're bringing in Democrat voters. That they're they're going to vote Democrat soon. And so, the re- the most relevant thing about illegal immigration, more than ever before, in mass migration, is the voting displacement. They're going to bring people in. They're going to turn states blue. And Republicans don't care. And that's where well, I think this could be a game changer, where people start to wake up on this. Well, you know, during that Unite the Right, when they said, you know, they, you know, you will not replace us, you know, maybe there was some, uh, you know, they weren't just saying that shit out their ass, you know. Well, see, and that's where they try to throw Tucker at, like, oh, he's a white nationalist. He just wants white people here. It's like, no, it is not a racial thing. It is a migration issue. It is a voting issue. You could bring in a bunch of white people, and if they're all Democrat voters, it doesn't matter. It's more Democrat votes. They're displacing the current population. And this hurts, as he shows, black people more than anybody else. Um, So, I mean, this is something that people are going to probably think right now, like, oh, this isn't a big deal. But when you see Texas turn blue, which... I'm actually convinced now it will soon. That's when people are going to wake up. That's when they're going to be like, full stop. Okay, maybe we need to do something now. Um, so that, that to me, is, it's the bigger picture here going on that people need to be aware of is that they're, they're shipping in so many Democrat voters that they're going to start turning states. And when you lose Texas, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, it's not coming back. How do you win any election after that? Well, I, you know, I mean, at at that point, I assume that the Democrat Party, you know, eventually there is going to end up being some scrap, like some infighting. And I think we've seen some of that so far, but that's what's going to eventually happen if they, you know, if they just end up like winning too many. Yes. The hope, and this is to me the strategy that we should look at going forward is, Number one, limit immigration across the board. And number two, focus on winning over new voters. Because here's the irony. When Republicans deny this issue of mass migration, they're the same ones that try to pander to Hispanics, pander to all these minorities, pander to immigrants. Not try to win them over, but pander to them. If this wasn't an issue 
why are they pandering to these groups so hard? It's because it is. So we got to win them over effectively. So if you limit immigration, you try to win over new voters, you can turn the tide. So I hope to see that start happening. But very important, and I think this is kind of where the immigration debate's going to go forward. I mean, it's always going to be about the core stuff, but this is going to be the big part of it, is how they're going to be shipping in voters to create a permanent democratic rule. I think that's a better way to phrase it. They're shipping in Democrat voters to create permanent Democrat tyrannical rule. That's the big picture here. And look, here's the other stories we need to talk about too is court packing. That They're already talking about that. I personally think it's all for show to make the radicals happy, but they're literally pushing a court packing bill. Yeah, I think, you see, I think if they actually were to push that through, I think... You know, that that's when the events of January 6th start to, you know, that, that might reappear. You know, we might have a Waco situation. Oh, no. Multiple Waco situations. It'll be like the 90s all over again. Not the good part of the 90s, you know, like the, the shitty stuff like that. We'll that's see. when there's major problems. What, we're, what I think they're also doing, and I think you were saying this um, when we were shooting the shit the other night, is that they're priming people. They're getting people ready for when they really do this, when they really want to do it, when they have a dem- told Democrat rule over the country. This is what they want to do. And it's because even Nancy Pelosi said, like, yeah, we're not doing this, guys. Like, she even condemned this bill. And said it. I think she said she wouldn't even like see it or something. Well, no, because like once you open up this can of worms, you can't you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's like what it's like what the Democrats did when they did the um, what was that like back in Obama, so they could go and get the Supreme Court the justice or nuclear option, yeah. nuclear option. Yeah, that's that's gonna be like that. Like once you once you do this once, what's to stop the Republicans from doing that? Yeah. And I mean, you know, you can try your best to prevent that from happening, but eventually something might happen. Yeah. And unless they like establish a dictator for life and, you know, pro tip, that's not going to be Biden because, you know, he's probably not going to last his first term. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's what they're going to, you know, you can't do that until everything else has been done. You know, they need to go and seed the um seed the ground to create that cancer plant first yeah yeah i agree it's like this is something they can only get away with when they have total control and a permanent democrat voting base um or voting population that's a better term i'm trying to frame this better but yeah when they have a permanent democrat voting population this is the stuff they'll ram through for total permanent control but i mean look I know I'm using very like sort of scary language it may sound like but this is their plan but it can be stopped and there's always hope there's always ways to get around it's just as long as people fight but you know th- th- then look what they're trying to do with um, Marjorie Taylor Greene the- these documents went around showing that she was looking at starting an America First caucus in Congress which is lit love it it's like what we need. Like we have the Freedom Caucus, the Cuck Caucus, like all these other things. There's no America First Caucus, but she's like, no, we're gonna do that. 
Matt Gates was on board. It's going to be awesome. But then, because she used the term Anglo-Saxon in it, in this memo about it, which was cropped and, you know, it was like a leaked memo, they pressured on her and she had to scrap the plans. Now, to be clear, she does kind of hint. Like, the, if you read the wording of her spokesperson, he says, like, well, we scrapped it for now. Which doesn't mean she's not going to do it. But does mean for now she's put it on hold. What's the problem with that? We have a black caucus. It, you know, if we want to go and ban all race, you know, related caucuses, then the, Demo- the Democrats should go first. Well, I agree. And this wasn't even about race. Like, she used it in, like, reference to something, I think. But it was completely non-racial. It's just about America first, putting the country first, and trade, immigration, and foreign policy. And she gets all this shit for it and then backs off. I'm personally disappointed that she had to back off, but I think there's a bit more going on. I'm hopeful that she will still follow through and do it, and I think she will. I mean, she's a fighter, and I think she's slowly learning, and I think somebody either was out to sabotage her by leaking this or somebody made a big oopsie, and I hope they're fired. Yeah, that's the thing with those leaked memos, too, like... I don't know. I don't know how much I trust some of those. I and mean, maybe she did use that term, and I really don't care if she did. You know, like, what does she have to lose? You know, so they already are going to try, like, make... They already tried, like, expel her. Like, what really does she have to lose? This I point? already kicked her off all the committees. Which, I don't even know. Like, that just pisses me off that they're allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, like, people voted for her to represent them, and then these stupid fucking elitists over here are trying to abuse their powers to go and basically destroy the will of the people like it's you know the democrats want to talk about being democratic like they're by removing her from committees they are in effect doing the opposite of democracy yes so in it it said that they would call for a quote common respect for uniquely anglo-saxon political traditions unquote I don't see the problem with that. Well, oh, see, yeah. and isn't Anglo-Saxon more European? Doesn't that isn't that what that basically means? Like Christian European? Oh yeah, like English sort of. You know that that's where they're from. Like Anglo's, you know, so like German and like uh, English, like that sort of thing. Like man, yeah, it says people... re- the definition is adjective relating to or denoting the Germanic inhabitants of England from their arrival in the fifth century up to Norum conquest. So of English descent, which like, look, I just wouldn't have used it in the paper. Like that's not a word I actually use ever. So I don't understand why I was really even used. But, you know, I, th- I think this is where, you know, she's new to politics and I think she's still learning. She's still learning how to play the game effectively. And I, I, I really like her. I actually think she's probably one of the best people in there. So I hope she learns, and I hope she comes out stronger. I don't even think it's that bad. I mean, you know, people, like the Democrats want to have quote-unquote frank discussions about race, but, you know, when whenever they say that, they mean, you can tell what they mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's never a frank discussion about race. It is, you know, if you're white, you suck. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, the, demon, it's the demonization of the term. Like, listen... You say the word whiteness. What do you think? 
white supremacy. You know, it's nothing positive. It's white supremacy. It's racist. It's terrible. It's badness. You know, you say black, you know, black power, whatever. What do you think of? You think of, you know, freedom, liberation, anti-racism, like just, and that's what they've told you. That's what the media's told you. They've created this sort of unequal racist, uh, racist ideologies out there, race, racially modified, like they're using racist terms, you know, and they're only applying it when you do like any, any other, you know, power other than white is considered like empowering to different people. It's a good thing. Like, oh, you know, black power, white power, Native American power, you know, everything except for you know white power that's that's when you start getting into you know like oh you're instantly assumed racist but if you say black power and you do the black power fist that's okay you know even though they've been they've done some not so great things too you know it it just pisses me off like that that's frankly what it comes down to it's a double standard and it's racist like if you want to go and get rid of you want to do it for one you have to do it for everybody but it's not the case right now and it's kind of insulting no i agree if you're gonna have identity politics for one it's gotta be for everybody for to be fair or you have none i'm always in the none camp i think it's cancer but you know if if, if a country wants to do it or if any political party wants to well they gotta give everybody a fair shake um i i just think it's it's way it's, it's a divide and conquer tactic to break people up, get them fighting amongst each other. And that's why I'm against it other than, you know, many other reasons. But she really, you know, I, 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 it's interesting seeing how fiercely they go after her. Like if she really was this crazy loon that they paint her to be, they wouldn't care. They just laugh at her and move on. But they go out of their way to destroy her and to remove her. So that tells you something. She's effective, she's popular, and she's going places. I think it reminds some of Trump. They have it's that same sort of energy with her, and they thought they got rid of that, you know, but they on January sixth. But it's still there. It's like, you know, they they'd probably call it like akin to you know you think you get rid of the cancer, but it's actually still there. Yeah, well, that's and- sort of how they treat Trumpism. Where she, I always notice when I look at her, and I say this in the nicest way possible, when I look at her, I think of like a mom. Like she looks like this warm mother that's like stepping up to the plate to take on um, the world, really, for her community, for her people. And I think that's a very powerful uh, persona she has. And you can see she's been very successful, but they're really trying to stop her. And I think, I think Republicans, if they have any balls, they're going to grow to like her if they don't already. Well, they're trying to do everything they can to remove her from office. Like they, and a lot of Republicans are okay with this. They were okay with removing her from the committees. I think some of them are at least. Well, yeah, even um, Kevin McCarthy condemned america first caucus today look and this is the big again talking big picture again need this this civil war within the gop needs to happen over the next two years clean all these cucks out like get them out i i'm working on ways to do it i know other people are and needs to be done so badly and this is the chance to get back in get back control and you know if we can do this trump can run again and we could actually get stuff done 
through Congress. Here's the thing. If we can't get this done, we can never have any Republican that's like Trump at all. We're going to go yes. back to the days of the fucking Bushes. And no one wants that. Yep. You know, that's that's a net detriment to the American, you know, to Americans. We don't want more Mitt Romneys. We don't want more, you know, George Bushes. We want American first politicians. Yeah, if we want to go back to the neocon, George Bush, John McCain, Mitt Romney days, we can do that. Or we can go forward, keep going forward with the Trump, the Santas, Gates, majoritaire green populism. So, I mean, it's it's very simple. And, you know, Mitt Romney, man, talk about the worst. Yeah. He's I, probably I, condemned I, her. Oh, he probably had Like, obviously. Like, that's just against everything he is. He's a country club Republican. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, that's... These are, these that's are sellouts. Funny. These are fucking... These establishment Republicans are, like... And, and and I think we've said I said this last week. Like, look, I I hate them more than I do the fucking Democrat, yep, the establishment same. Democrats. And I'm like, because at least I know. I mean, I know where they fall in line. Like, I know where the fucking establishment Democrats fall in line. I know they hate. I know they hate. They hate this country. I know they do. I already know they want to destroy this thing. They want to wipe their ass with the Constitution. I already know that. Right. <laughs> I already, I already know this, and like, but the, with the the establishment Republicans are like claiming that they're for they're for, you know, guns, God, football, all that shit. They're for what's right. They're for they're stand for moral shit, and they're just as crooked, if not more, than the other side. Like, I mean. It's, I, I think we need to start I, I think that I think a lot of people are starting to look at like the the establishment and they're starting to see okay like these people really are shady I mean we thought that they were shady before but it's like wow it's really bad well and ha and have you seen because this ties into that the updates on the Matt Gates saga? There's been two important things. Number one is a CNN article. Bear with me. It's, got, it's actually interesting. And the Project Veritas videos. With the CNN article, they interviewed the accusers. So, you know, you read the headlines and it goes, Women detail drug use, sex, and payments after late night parties with Gates and others. And you go, oh boy. What was he doing? Drugs and paying for them? Like, what's going on here? Paying for women? You scroll down and read the article and talk about a buried lead, if I've ever seen one. They never say he paid for drugs, even. They never say he even used any. They never say... they even One woman actually went out of her way to say there were no underage women at any of the parties she was at. Not Like, this is a CNN article, too. And they go on and on about, really, how this guy's innocent. But he may have been around people that were, I don't know, partiers? <laughs> Doing party things? Like, that's what it goes on to. And then even Project Veritas, like, this is amazing how something can just turn into a total 180. From him looking like he's, like, totally screwed, even though we didn't think so. But 
in in the normie world, like you look like he was screwed to now this and then Project Veritas come out with a video where a CNN guy literally admits, literally admits on film, there's nothing there, nothing, that this is a nothing burger. It's a total total sham to get rid of him, and I bet I bet the establishment Republicans are behind it. Yeah, it's like that Lincoln Project, you know, a bunch of fucking pedophiles in there, too. You know, you wonder why they hate Trump so much. It's because he was going hard against the pedos. Yes. And that's the thing, too. Like, at least in fucking, you know, at least in some of these, like, real totalitarian places, like, people know not to go and trust the news, like, in China. Like, there's, you know, you all have your state-sponsored media, but everyone knows it's fucking fake news and you can't trust it. But, but like, over here, people think that they can trust CNN and NBC and Fox and shit. But they just don't fucking like they believe it. That's a problem, and I I think you know that's the issue. Like they're fucking biased. They're just as bad in many ways as those state sponsored things. I look at I look at like like I was looking I was looking at um a Jack like Jack Posobiec tweet, and he had and he had the uh, this NBC article this NBC article that was like uh, talking about the the Derek Chauvin trial. And it was titled Chauvin trial defense rests after smearing George Floyd with false overdose theory, right? (laughs) Literally the, the toxicology report might be the only objective thing in the entire fucking trial, right? Everything else, like we, everything else is subjective. Even the video, like even when you have the video, it's yeah. like there's multiple angles. You don't really get a clear sense. There's no, the oh, the one thing that is clear is the toxicology report, yeah. right? And it's obvious this dude had drugs that had lethal amounts of drugs in his system, right? And so there's no theory, no 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 uh false theory. It's it's about as accurate as it gets. On top of that, there was there was previous arrests that George Floyd had that also had him resisting police and swallowing drugs, right? So it's like, so the whole thing, I mean, look, and again, you, we, we were talking about this for the last two weeks. It was like, well, proof beyond a reasonable doubt if I can make you doubt, it's fucking over, right? It's fucking over. Uh, well, of course, you know, never, never count out the kangaroo court element of it. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, like that's, you know, if if the legal system is the legal system, then that that's that's what you have to go by. And, I mean, they're freaking out too. Like they're 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 honestly like these news stations are they're they're getting ready they're getting ready for some shit like well did you see this too like this already actually you know what this tells you the verdict already this is the headline minneapolis and other u.s cities increase security ahead of Derek show and trial verdict okay we know the verdict <laughs> he's well, gonna walk the other thing i heard i heard that there might be a mistrial I heard that. Oh, I've heard that too. Yes. Defense was trying to go and do something like freaking stupid. Like they're trying to introduce new evidence at the end of the fucking trial, which you can't do. It's not like the movies where you can be like, oh, well, here's a secret shit. Mm -hmm. The judge was like, yo, you do this, this is going to be a mistrial. 
like I think maybe they're trying to do that on purpose to deny uh, Derek his, yeah. you know, fair and spe- like speedy trial rights under what was it the Fourth Amendment? I think that was that's fifth. Fifth Amendment, you know, like they're literally, and if they do that, then good luck. I think that maybe that's what they're going to try to do, just so they can try this case again, because they don't want to go and see things get destroyed, because they know he's going to probably fucking walk. Like it's great. Like no matter who wins, everyone fucking loses. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's one of those no-win situations. Like you're fucked if you do. You're fucked if you don't. If he if he goes free, then there's be riots. If he doesn't go free, then you know there's gonna be a lot less cops out there, and then and there's a good chance he could end up appealing it, and there's a good chance he'd win. Yeah, I'm trying to find the one thing that came out that was pretty damning uh, in terms of helping Chauvin. Uh, I'm gonna try. It was on Pacific's Twitter. I'm gonna find it because he's been covering it really well with giving me good TLDR because I have no time to watch that shit. But uh, it it's it's gonna be a mistrial. Or he's gonna walk or it's kangaroo court. The kangaroo court's looking a little less likely now, but I do not discount for a second because uh, it's happened before. It can very easily happen again, and I bet people are afraid for their lives as jurors, but it's gonna look i think the demo here's another theory i have this is a conspiracy okay this is like you know my alex jones brain what is the the people pushing this stuff these black lives matter incidents what if they know that by the end of it these cops are gonna walk and get off but they push it so that they do walk and there is mass unrest like I know that's a more harder play, but like, what if really that's what it is? Maybe they just want chaos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That could chaos. Yeah, that, that very well could be it. Like, cause, because because like with this one, they had the clips, and they withheld it. Like they had the body cam footage, and they withheld it, and it got leaked, and then it got officially posted during this trial. And if that had come out first. And you didn't have the media slicing and dicing this thing. There's a good chance we wouldn't have had as much violence. But people are rational, so who knows. But the media's complicit in all of this. And that's the key thing, too, is that they... I mean, it's good for their ratings. They love it. Bad news sells. Good news rarely does, unless it's like the moon landing. And... Yeah, well, see, I think that these companies, like, we're not companies like that. Whoever decided to again withhold that evidence should be brought to corporate. The person that was that did that was Keith Ellerson, who's the head of the DA in, um, I think it's a DA in Minneapolis. I think that should be, he should be in trouble legally because the way that he did that, it created unjust levels of like it destroyed businesses because of this because it created this false outrage and it made it so that Derek Chauvin could not have a fair trial and like that's what I would argue if I was Derek Chauvin's defense and let's say he ends up getting busted for something I'd say he did not have a fair trial because there's very slim chance that none of these people none of these jurors heard of the um you know of this incident like I don't know how like unless you're Amish or something even then, they probably heard of this, you know? It's one of those things where everybody knows. Yeah, it's like the biggest thing since Rodney King or Michael Brown and or Trayvon Martin 
And it, like everybody, like let's be real. Even if you had doubt, everybody was kind of like either in the camp of like Chauvin, you know, is an evil guy, sociopath, or this isn't looking good. They might have this one. You know, there was nobody going show and did nothing wrong, okay? That wasn't, nobody was saying that. Unless you, ju- unless you literally just believe the police, like, in every sort of situation. If you saw the, just the original video. Yeah, which nobody no. did. And if you did, like, oh, man, I hope you leaked it. And then somebody did. But everybody was biased on one side of this. Like, if we like to admit it we or not, like, that was that's how it was so it's like how can you have a fair trial you can't and i think that's the problem in this country i think that we need to go and like i don't know how you can legally do this and i don't know if it's impossible but there should be some way to prevent these sort of incidents from happening like in terms of shit like this well that's why yeah like i've been thinking about that too like it's kind of like reminds me of the mass shooting thing where people say and I think I agree with this. Like you shouldn't, you know, you don't make, you don't need to make a law on this, but we should culturally, socially not post the shooter's name, just the victims, honor the victims and not make the shooter a celebrity. That seems to have worked to some degree. I think. Well, I don't think they should be able to go and post like this stuff until there's been a, um, you know, that they've had a ruling on it. Well, see, I was thinking of that too, but, we live in the world of social media, and this thing started on Facebook. There was a bystander that filmed on Facebook. It went viral, and everybody was talking about it. How do you control that? I mean, they can control you from putting porn on you know, social media. They can perform you from having Alex Jones pop up on there. But those so are very have- specific things, like filming an incident happening. Like th- That can be anything. Like, Could you say, well, you can't film incidents of carjacking you can't film incidents of um a president being assassinated like where would you draw that line yeah i don't know or like at least you have to go and blur out their eyes or something and like not name them like i think there are anti-doxing rules already in place see that's the well that's the one thing i was thinking of what if you just didn't reveal the cop's name because guess who we don't know his name this is something nobody talks about who do we not know is the guy that shot Ashley Babbitt, the woman in the Capitol that was climbing through the door and got shot by the, um, I forget what he was a part of, but the armed service member, we'll just call him. He shot her. We don't know his name. We know Derek can we, Chauvin. Can someone do a Freedom of Information Act request for that? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if you can get his name. I, I, I don't know actually, but you don't see anybody saying it. Well it's just the media. Like you know, we need to go and maybe we need to go bring back like pub like public broadcast television. Like just broadcast TV. Maybe we need to do that. Well we do have PBS. Well no, like actual broadcast not using cable. What do you mean? So you can have local companies just airship without using a cable box, like on the airwaves, like TV used to be back before cable. 
Yeah. Well, I think one thing too is like, and, and we can still do this. I mean, I'm I finally got Andrew Breitbart's righteous, righteous indignation in the mail, undamaged finally. And one thing I know he talks about here is language. The left is very good at controlling language because they create their own language or they hijack language. We rarely do that. We go along with their language. We use their language. Trump is very effective in either throwing their language right back at them or creating new language. America first is a good example of new language. Fake news. It's something they threw at him. He threw it right back and killed it. That's how you got to play it is you got to start shaping the language more. Like Andrew talked a lot about cultural Marxism. Like that's our term. That's not their term. What's their term? White privilege. Stuff like that. Um, replacement migration. Now there's one that's new. You know, so it's like you start shifting that more. I think you can start pushing back against this stuff. Well, I think if we had like the ability to go and make videos that aren't going to be like censored, at least for political content, you know, like something like a, like maybe, I don't know how you, like the only way I think you'd be able to do this if we open back up like regular broadcast TV and just let anyone go like, you know, make it so it's easy and cheap to apply for the rights to go and like use that channel mm. just so people can go and produce content on there. Cause you know, you can't trust YouTube. They have their biased terms of service and their fucking algorithm. Oh yeah. But if we could go and like use broad, like the old fashioned TV shit, you know, you could just go and do it yourself. Everyone has like a camera on their phone these days. The only problem with broadcast TV is people are cable or cord cutting big time. Well, no, broadcast TV like without cable, like over the air. Well, what, well you still need a TV, right? Well, people still have televisions. You know, if they cut the cable, they'll still usually have a TV and they'll just put Netflix on. Oh, I see what you mean. It's like on the basic channels that you can get on any TV without cable service. Yeah, just like local. Oh, okay. Maybe. You know, maybe we need to open that back up. I think the or internet maybe, is the future still. Or maybe we'd have some sort of like public alternative, like how we sell, like we sell radio stations, and that's why radio stations, you know, you know, like you can still find right wing radio stations, right? Can't find TV stations because you know they're uh, controlled. Well, that's something hand. we were talking about the other night. Is like, you know, we we used to be on the radio, and honestly, in many ways, it was more free. You know, we had more freedom, and oddly, even though we couldn't curse and do other things, like, we had kind of more freedom, because they couldn't really censor you for political beliefs. Like, they really couldn't do that with the FCC. Well, it's not even that we're getting censored. It's that we get demonetized, and no one hears it. But, like, with radio, you know, anyone with a radio station receiver will see it. But yeah, exactly. It's like you have that larger platform. Yeah. I mean, at least, in, you know, when we were at Penn State, you know, it might not have been... You know, it's not like we were in New York City or anything, but we still had a decent, you know, we, we had people who call in. Yeah. And like over here, we don't know if they're censoring us. And I think that's, that's what really pisses me off is you don't even know if you're being censored. Like you just have, you have to use like these other apps and like, you know, look at your metrics and you can like kind of see if you might be being censored. Maybe like it's not an exact science, but like. With radio, you know, you know if you're being like you'd be censored because FCC will like literally censor you, mm -hmm. or you're not to be broadcasting. You know, like it's it's very binary, and I like that. 
There's very clear-cut rules. It's and that's the thing too. It's none of these big tech platforms have like clear-cut defined rules. Like, hey, you can't say you know this word, or hey, this is an example. Like they'll use very loose fucking terms, and I think they do that on purpose. Oh, they absolutely do. It's because they have some leeway. Um, if there's something controversial for them, they can find a way to get rid of it. Just saying, like, oh, it's hate speech. Oh, it's, uh, you know, whatever other terms they use. But the, to be fair, like, and I agree in general, the FCC rules are generally more clear cut. The one that isn't is, like, I don't want to call it hate speech, but the obscenities one. It's kind of vague. Kind of. Like, they used to have the seven dirty words, you know, as kind of a standard, but it's a little vague but you can get around like it's still feel it's still more clear in youtube let me get that straight like it's vague but it's not as vague as like youtube or twitter oh, yeah and you have you have methods which which you can like contest that and it's not just like one company it's an actual government organization which you know see and that's what we like, need for the internet is that same sort of thing yeah, because with Twitter, okay. you can't find out why you're banned. You can't go to, like, you can ask them, but they just don't answer. You cannot get on-demand required reason plus tweet as to why you're banned. Sometimes you'll find out, like when they went on Joe Rogan. But this is no official required thing. There's no procedures. Like, when we got kicked off the radio, we had we literally knew why. Yeah, and I like that. Even if you don't like why you got kicked off, at least you know. Versus you, you know, you're just sort of, you know, guessing, and you might just like, and like they keep changing their fucking rules too. Like he did, like with the COVID stuff. Like that was being demonetized, and like they really aren't forthcoming with what's the newest thing to be, you know, on this week's like verboten phrases or topics, like you know. If you, you can't say certain things about the election, you can't have your own opinion on YouTube. You know, it, it's so fucking stupid. It, it's so biased. And well, they won't let you think critically. That's actually a really good point because YouTube changes the line and specifically targets certain types of speech. Like, so like the election, you can't talk, you can't say the election was, you know what, you can fill in the gap here. With the radio, they, they, they don't change the rules. It's like been this way, like, 50,000 years, you know, except after like the George Carlin dirty words, maybe, but it's basically been the same, like basically. Um, so that's actually a really good point. But this is an interesting little thing, by the way. Minneapolis to close all public schools next Wednesday through Friday. All right, guys, that's when we're streaming Real News Anarchy. <laughs> oh boy, that's when it's going to go down. Um, so, Why are they even canceling schools? Like, just everyone's on the fucking line, anyways. Just make them go to fucking school. Well, because they know it's going to be riots and there's the city's going to be locked down. You can't get to the schools. It's going to be. Well, a mess. No, if you do it online, any if, if they're already well, they're online, closing they're... schools. That doesn't mean there's going to be no school. It's probably well, going to go online. Well, that's a thing too. Like Ian, you mentioned this the other day. Like I think you know you like snow days, man. Yeah, they're like, gone. Yeah, like, and honestly, like, even if you're on vacation, like, remember that used to be a thing. Oh, you know, my family's going on vacation this week. Well, you know, you can bring your computer there unless you're going to the Amazon rainforest. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah, that that's what. Yeah, exactly. Like that was one of the early things I thought of during the pandemic was that oh well, snow days are no more. They're gonna be remote days. Yeah, it's like yeah, you won't be physically going to school, but you'll be doing school from home. And like that's one thing I'm gonna try and figure out with my work is like we have kind of a vacation plan, but since we have Wi-Fi on it, I'm probably gonna be like, well, I guess I could do some work. Uh, you know, it is supposed to be vacation. Man, I haven't been on vacation since I was in fucking high school, man. See, yeah, that's you... one thing I have to say I really don't like about American work culture is this, like, anti-vacation element to it. Like, I like that we're very hardworking, but I think a healthy balance with some more break time could be good. Like, we don't need to go as crazy as Europe with, like, five months of vacation, whatever it is. I get like like I no that's not even it like I had vacation days I just never fucking I usually did shit around the house I never actually like really went on a vacation oh so you did take vacation days oh yeah no shit dude I'm not oh. like I I go and like my my vacations are usually just me going down to my parents and like drinking <laughs> hey whatever whatever is good enough for you I I'm just saying that like. You know, because I, I see like these like jobs, and they're like, "Oh, you get like one vacation day after like six months working here." And I'm like, "Yeah, like, scary. can I live life like literally? Like, it's just so fucking expensive. Like, if I want to go out to like anywhere cool, if I want to go to Hawaii, man, like, like plane ticket, and like at least this was pre-COVID, then the fucking hotel, and it's like, dude, by the time I'm doing that, I have to work so fucking long to afford this shit." <laughs> Well, honestly, the fl I don't know what the flight prices are like now, but during COVID, they were like dirt cheap. I probably yeah, I should have fucking done that. I should have went. I should have went somewhere during COVID. But like, but then again, like I'd be wearing a fucking mask anywhere. No, 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 no. Well, not now, but no, like no, 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 no. If you have a very large bag of chips that you eat very slowly with your glass of water, no mask. Well, not well. I've always seen talk about going on, like you know, like let's say I want to go up to like, you know, uh, Delaware or something. Mm. I don't know, like I, you know, go to the beach or Ocean City, someplace like that. Like even driving there, like I, I think for a while the beaches were even closed. Yeah, they were. I mean, the thing I found with the mask stuff is, and this depends on the state, obviously, but you know, I joke about the water and food thing, but that's an easy way to get around it. And I've seen, like, today, actually, I saw somebody literally walk into a store without one, which is, like, I've never seen that before and walk out. Dude. It's, like, the mentality's changed. All these and people do that shit every fucking day. Really? Oh, good, based. I don't know if this or off, but she can't do it. But, like, they're, yeah. like, they're not allowed to go and even, like, say anything. But then again, like, you get these people, in all, you know, in that sort of place, and, like, you don't want to fuck with some of these people. Yeah, I know. I know. And like certain place, like when I was in Ohio too, like that, like that wasn't a big, like I just literally went up there one day. Think, like we went, like we went over there, and I think you know got some. We did some shit in Ohio, like nothing like really vacation, like but it was almost a vacation just to go to Walmart, just and like not wear a fucking mask. And this was back when you could do that. You know, mm. it was almost worth it just for that. Yes, just, I I like, shifted so much on the mask stuff. It's so funny. I, I am so done with it now. 
Dude, I saw on the internet, like, they have this one website, it's like fakemask.com, and they you can buy a mask and it has, like, holes in it so you can actually fucking breathe. Nice. Like, I, I really want to buy one of those, because technically it's a cloth mask. Yeah. Just because I'm, I'm so tired of this. And here's the thing, too, like, even if you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. Yeah, that's where Tucker had a good thing on this, too. Dr. Fauci says oh when we get the vaccine we can go back to normal when we get vaccinated we can all go back to living our lives okay great that's reasonable that's reasonable uh, and then, now it's one o'clock for to present day oh um yeah you get the vaccine but uh we're still wearing masks guys and you know we may need another booster shot so you gotta keep wearing the mask and then Jim Jordan presses him on that, and he's like, oh, you have some personal against me. Oh, you, you're not listening. You're not listening to the science. This isn't about liberty. No, this is literally about liberty. Like, If it's 94% fucking working, and even for like the 6% that still get it, you know, you're not going to get bad symptoms. Like, why? Obviously, there's something else going on here. There, Look, I'm getting so, like, conspiratorial about this, because this thing is crazy. And I, I'm not getting conspiratorial actually because I'm looking at the facts. And the facts show number one, this has never been, this type of vaccine has never really been done before. It's an mRNA vaccine. It's not where they shoot the dead virus in. It's where they take the actual COVID vaccine, COVID, and they take out the bad stuff and then put it in you and have your immune system fight. That's basically how I understand it. Could be a little. I thought some of those vaccines work. You know, they give you no, like they either... give you a dead version. This is where they're like taking the virus and they're actually like changing it. Like it's it, it's diff. Like I'm explaining it roughly. There is a big difference because like when you look at vaccines, they're not mRNA. This one's mRNA. Um, like I've googled this. My girlfriend's explained it to me a bit. Like I kind of understand. I'm not an expert at it, but it's different, and that's probably how they were able to get out so quickly which i was all for it's what needs to be done but i i'm really i don't like these co these covid passports these vaccine passports that's ridiculous that doesn't need to happen i mean if a small business wants to do it business want to do it fine but i don't like it um and i don't think a lot will do it but when you tell us that this is our gateway out of this problem this means you don't need to wear a mask because with this vaccine you can still get covid like you can still get it. Like where the well, like here's the thing. Like technically, you can COVID. You can get any virus if you have the vaccine. Exactly. But like the chances are usually like lower. You know that's sort of how these things usually work. But see, a lot of people are looking at this, and this is what we've been yelling at Dr. Fauci for. And I don't think he, he either. He is an idiot and doesn't know what he's talking about, or there's something else going on, something nefarious, because. Look, it's a very basic point. It like, what good is the vaccine if we still have to wear masks with it? Like, what good is it? The whole idea is that we stop all this with a vaccine, and you're telling us now if we get the vaccine, we still gotta be living the old life, the new normal, as they call it, with masks, as if we don't have vaccines. Like, this makes no sense. But what does add some interest to this? Um, this is a Newsweek article. It's very legit. I think I remember seeing it. Alex Jones covered it. Who funded that Wuhan lab? Do you know who? Was it Bill Gates? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Very sus. 
Yeah, I don't trust that. I look, I don't know what it means, but dude, this thing is weird. Th this whole thing is weird, and that's why I don't trust any of it. I'm not getting well, that. So this guy just like popped up out of fucking nowhere, and he's just like this fucking charlatan. He just keeps making all these like weird claims and all this stuff. Like, you know, why do you just start posting every now? day? Like every day, it's a new new goalpost. It's like, oh, we're gonna need to wear masks like for months. Oh, we're gonna need to wear like even when you get the vaccine. Oh, we we need to shut down the country again. Like, I mean, in retrospect, Trump handled this perfectly. Maybe the messaging was a little rough, but the actual actions, I honestly think, were perfect in retrospect because he pushed. He had only a, he only wanted fifteen days of shutdown, fifteen days. Everybody else won more. He did the right amount. He pushed to reopen. And honestly, if we had a Democrat in, we'd be shut down way longer across the country. And things would be way worse. Yeah. You see how they do it in some states, like in PA. And that's what really pissed me off. Because according to the state constitution, you know, they really shouldn't be doing this shit. Well, even the like, Supreme Court ruled that, that shutting down the churches was unconstitutional. Yeah, that's what, that's what pissed me off, too, because I went to the, you know, I I'm, I go to the Catholic Church, so I'm Catholic, but, like, I went there, and, like, they had to go and modify so many things, you can't even shake people's fucking hands anymore, like, you, you can't even take, like, at least when I was at, like, they gave you the host, but they wouldn't even let you drink the wine, like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, I, like, I'm getting really upset about all this stuff. And then for the longest time, it was you could only go via you know watching the mass on the on the television screen. Like I, I, I really don't like that. And honestly, you know, it sort of I get really upset me that the church acquiesced to this. Like the fucking Catholic Church has survived in Russia during you know back when that was like a problem. It survived in China. Like today, like they had underground Catholic groups, but like they let this fucking virus take over. Like honestly, God, I think that. You know this this Pope Francis. He was he was installed by somebody because they want a liberal Pope. I, I think I've, he's actually Milo was saying that recently too. He's a fraudulent Pope because you know, like if, if you pay attention to what happened, you know, we have not before that the other Pope resigned. That hasn't happened four hundred years. I think he was blackmailed. I could see. I it. think he was straight up blackmailed. And then you can see he's like doing a lot of these like really liberal changes. Like he's allowing a female, um, what you call like not all, I guess it would be altered girls now. Priests? No, not priests. Like he hasn't done that yet. Yes. But he wants to like allow married you know people to become priests and like there's all these like really liberal things that are going on over here. And I don't know. It's it's. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this. It's it's happened since they had the like it's been going sort of downhill since Vatican II, the the Vatican II conference and the liberalization of the Catholic Church. But like with this new pope, it's accelerated significantly. Here's the Newsweek article, by the way. Here's the headline to just let this sink in. Dr. Fauci backed controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars for risky covert coronavirus research he funded the research for covid in the wuhan lab well see i wonder too i wonder who's 
if he has some ties to the money for the vaccine. I wonder if he's profiting. Like, you know how that would be? I actually think there's money interest with him. Like, I, like you know, in, in serious, like, I actually do because... I talked to one person who worked in the medical industry on the campaign. Like she works at a hospital. She thinks it's money motivation. I thought it was money motivation when I, and I will never forget this. When Trump was pushing um, uh, hydroxychloroquine as treatment, which is a smart thing to do. Try anything that's safe. Like I think it was a smart thing to do. Fauci was against it. Made no sense why he'd be against it. I mean, you know, now you could say maybe it's not super effective, but if it saves people, it saves people. Well, but, they've, I think they found like with some of them it did work, and then like it did. You know, there was, there was people, and like there was doctors who would ask you, hey, like when you if you got coronavirus, like hey, what are your politics? Because people <laughs> who are liberal did not like. I was listening to uh, who's the, you know, not the uh, the the good the good Jewish conservative. No, or, uh, you're talking about um, Prager. Yeah, Prager. He was talking about that, you know. He was talking about that, and I was like, you know, I could see that, you know, with with some of the stuff because people are they they take politics so to heart that they would rather, you know, die of COVID without getting treatment when they when they were treatment available just to go and spite Trump. <laughs> like people are that take that one political. for the team. Well, like, natural it, it's, selection. It's bizarre. <laughs> it, it is like it's, it's stupid. Uh, you know, if they're if the liberals were pushing some sort of cure and it actually like if they believe like hey you know this vaccine works or like this treatment works and i had coronavirus i don't care you know i i could care less if it's against you know if, like one well, of trump didn't like this but if it if it works for me i'd rather i and, and i'm that situation i don't give a shit about politics oh yeah i mean i'd, I'd try it if i was on my death my ass. yeah but like the democrats who who do this well what stood out to me though with fauci is that he's against hydroxychloroquine but rendenzivir oh my god he like was ready to like be on all their ads he just loved the stuff couldn't stop talking about it when they said that they could use it i think there's big money ties with this guy and i think he i i would love to see when the dust has settled on this when people start investigating this stuff because it's not going to be the government it's going to be other people when they investigate that wuhan lab when they investigate dr fauci i think he's trying to cover up for something he's trying to save face there's something really sketchy here like this is just not how you behave if you're trying to get people out of this like it just doesn't make sense But two other things I want to talk about before we go into car talk um, are the new social media platform that Lindell's starting, Mike Lindell, my pill guy, called Frank. He markets as a free speech thing. I'm like, cool. And I like Mike Lindell. But then he says, oh, we're going to keep it like free speech that's defined this country legally, where there's going to be. You know, you can't say bomb in a theater. I'm like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But then he goes, you can't say God's name in vain. You can't curse. No pornography. And I'm like, all right. That's well, not free speech. Pornography stuff, I could understand that just because every, like, it, it, it becomes a legal issue because then you have to start policing for mm -hmm. child porn. 
And right, but child pornography is not protected speech. That's well, yeah, it. but if, well, yeah, but then you have to differentiate regular pornography and child pornography, and you get some of these actresses out there. You know, it can be tough. Twitter allows like porn. Yeah, for now, like, and then even, but then they'll like hit people like the porn actresses on there, like the people with the OnlyFans. Like, didn't they suspend uh, the gamer girl one for some stupid shit on there? I think they did. I forget what their reason was, but they did. Like their porn, and then they—that's how Sargon got kicked off as pornography. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> like they're like, see, they're inconsistent with their porn rules. Like it, it's not really a good porn platform. Yeah. But I can understand porn. The other stuff, I, honestly, I think it's you know the leftist term is. You know, I think he's dog whistling that it's not going to be a leftist because you can't just say I want a conservative platform. Yeah, well, I, I just have a problem with if you're going to mark his free speech, it's got to be free speech like Gab. This is not free speech, but that's how he's marketing it. It's 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 objectively not free speech. Like Gab is more free speech than this. I can curse on Gab, but I can't curse on Mike. Like when I join Mike Lindell's platform, I'm just going to curse. Like every post can be a curse. I'll say like F communists or something. Or... Well, see, I don't even like I don't even mind having like it's a christian platform that's basically well that's how is. he should have marketed it like i'm fine like if you want to create this i'd say try it maybe it would work but don't mark it as free speech because it's not yeah, yeah well, no, no, no cursing fuck that shit <laughs> i know right well you know i'm just happy that there's some sort of alternative to the other stuff because at least with that he could be consistent like it's at least with that, like with with Facebook, it's like, oh, you know, a fact checker said that, and that's why I hate them. I hate this stupid fucking Facebook fact checker. It's like, oh well, see, Snopes.com says that this is deceptive when it's actually fucking true. Biden didn't fall down the stairs four times. He fell. He only fell down three times. Okay, you know they'll do shit like that. And it's like not even deceptive it's just they're, they're like you know, they'll say like pants on fire but it's actually fucking true like snopes they're one of the biggest fucking gripped platforms out there fuck them fuck their snowpole mm. you know I, like yeah. I, I just hate that i'll be on fucking facebook and like that's why i don't even go on there anymore because it's like oh you know this is this is actually not true and i never asked for this stupid shit and it just like pisses me off when i see it like I see their stupid fucking rules. Like, oh, well. I hate, I hate when Twitter has their fucking recommended shit. Oh, dude, it's like YouTube, uh, dude. I fucking yeah. hate when YouTube does. So I'll be like, you know, I'd, it'll be like, hey, you should go and watch this, like CNN or like here's like Black History Month stuff. Like, I don't even watch this shit. Why am I getting sent this corporate media garbage? Fucking CNN does not need any help getting people to watch their stuff when there's, you know, people whose livelihood. Is solely on YouTube. Like they're helping out these corporate interests that don't give a shit about YouTube. If if Fox or CNN wasn't on YouTube, they'd still be making just as much money. Like maybe they lose a couple bucks, but you know most people don't watch YouTube to see Fox News because you can get that with fucking cable. They don't watch YouTube for CNN, but they'll watch YouTube for like you know Tim Pool or whoever the fuck else is popular on you. And like you know. Uh, who's that other guy you know like there's people who only do stuff on youtube and, and streaming platforms but you don't see them because youtube would rather monetize you know face like their corporate overlords i mean that's just what pisses me off it it's one of those things like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer 
and the people it's funny because the people who like these platforms like cns they're fucking communists anyways but they're the you know absolutely against what communism would, would stand for like it's just some i just i just hate fucking hypocrites and that's that's what i see on there is a bunch of fucking hypocrites yeah yeah i mean there's there's a lot of hypocrisy going on right now well it's like the leftists too like they're like oh you know fuck capitalism guys like i think i was on some uh some board on, i was on like red or something we we're talking about cars it's like it's kind of, you know it's capitalism for you it's like dude you know how shitty fucking cars in china are because like it was there was like some sort of recall that happened i was like at least they recall them over here in fucking china you, you ain't getting anything recalled and if you die you know good luck you know you're dead that's it what oh are you talking about the, the vaccine game recalled no i was talking about like i was on reddit and there was like someone shit was like oh you know it's capitalism's fault like they're talking shit on capitalism about car recalls i'm like dude what if you go to fucking china they won't recall it and you'll just be dead because all the cars are shit like i saw a video of a crash test of some chinese like fucking ranger knockoff and like it was you know you'd be fucked you would be so fucked in that <laughs> and like a zero like if they test in the u.s it'd be like a zero on the crash test rating and their ship breaks all the time well speaking of though johnson johnson vaccine got pulled because of some blood clots just funny because we're the conspiracy theorists for being a little you know iffy on this brand new type of vaccine and then the AstraZeneca one got banned in Denmark. Like, they completely stopped it. What's going on? Well, like, really, like, what is going on? Like, I'm confused, like, why one country is and nobody else isn't. Why this J&J one's getting stopped, but the others aren't. What's going on? I mean, could be anything, really. It could be... It could be the safety of the vaccine. It could be the accessibility of the vaccine. It could be, you know, certain governments have certain fucking bought certain, you know, have certain government contra contracts for one company but not the other. You know what's interesting about the AstraZeneca one I just learned? Mm. Just like with the Johnson Johnson, rare blood clots. That seems to be the common thing. What's uh, what's going on? You, you Talking about the vax. Back. Wondering why is it getting stopped? The Johnson Johnson was stopped in America. Denmark has completely stopped the AstraZeneca one. And both of them, I learned, it's because of rare blood clots. But that's one of the things that's happening with them. Canada is now having uh, rare blood clot cases of AstraZeneca vaccine. Now, when I talk to my parents who are very pro-COVID vax and have been trying to guilt me into getting it, and I tell them I'm a young, skinny person who's the like lowest one of the lowest risk groups and probably won't even die if I get it. Like, well, I won't die. I know I won't. Um, I don't see the point taking, especially with this being an experimental vaccine. Really, um, this comes up. And they say, like, oh, it's only 16 cases. Oh, it's only a few. And I'm wondering to myself, so they're stopping this entire vaccine over 16 cases. Is that? That, that, that seems weird. 
Well, that's what they're telling you. Like, cause I keep seeing these, like, an- you know, anecdotal for me, like these stories of people dying of this vaccine. Yeah. I've seen a few on Facebook, and, you know, they suppress that shit. You know, I don't trust it. I, I don't trust this vaccine. I They was rushed. Like, I think maybe once it gets, you know, tests, given the full battery of tests, like, there's a reason why we put vaccines and shit like that through tests, because things pop up. And, I, you know, I already had the fucking virus. I don't see the point of getting it anyways, the yeah. vaccine. Well, you know, and that's, that, to virus, me, I'm glad. I, I think it was the right move to Russia to save our vulnerable population. But for the rest of us, I don't, you know, I'd say it's up to you. And that's where I'm fine with it, because if it's up to me, if I want to take it or I don't want to, I'm perfectly fine with it. But if they start mandating it, yeah, no, not cool. I want to give it more time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to fucking take that with no fucking vaccine. Stupid. Like, there's no benefit for me. No benefit you know, for I, me either. Like, for jobs, like, they don't require it. Like, and that's the thing, too. Like, I really would not like if a job required that. But most of them, like, you can just work from home anyways. And they, we found out that working from home is just as fucking effective. Like, that's one thing I do like about this COVID bullshit. To show that work from home is, you can be just as effective, if not more so, in the office. Yeah, I mean, I the only advantage I'd see is a vaccine is, like, I don't go down with COVID for a few weeks, but some people get over it quicker and, like, just work from home, which... It doesn't take you that long to get over COVID. Depending on know? the person, yeah. Like, unless you're, like, severe, which, you know, chances are you probably won't have severe. Like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I had that. No symptoms, no nothing... You know, my girlfriend had it and it was pretty, you know, she, but that wasn't even like, a, you know, she may have been out for like a, a week or two. And she's had no long-term effects? No. Yeah, you had like Charlotte Flair. They, they push all this fucking fear-mongering. Charlotte Flair got it and she went from being a fucking built-ass, almost dude-looking built to like fucking skinny like fucking <laughs> it's good weight loss covid is good for your body actually it is think about that because <laughs> you, you lose your taste like that this could actually be a weight loss uh treatment let's go yeah. like if they can figure out how to do that be, you know like that could save people because if everything tastes if you don't taste anything then why would you eat like junk food drink to see the fucking carrot maybe that's disgusting. what they were doing in the lab they were trying to fix america's fat problem I mean, it, yeah, it would be effective. They were trying to create something where they were like, okay, we can get rid of people's tastes and, like, America will stop being fat. Like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, obesity solved. And then it leaked down, got mutated, and they were like, oh, shoot, this is not what we intended. Like, I mean, it honestly could be a fucking weight loss supplement sort of thing. You know, yeah. like, I'm joking. Like, that's that's a definite like you know you could use that side effect to your advantage yeah but in all seriousness though i don't trust it the vaccine but if i was old i would definitely take it but in my current age and body weight no don't see the point um dude and i can tell you what too like that like there's been other effects just from you know old people who are in nursing homes and they can't see anybody like, they don't talk about those psychological effects. See, that's something I think I touched on, like, last week or something that really needs to be talked about more is the effects of COVID that aren't from the virus. It Trump's saying 
early on that the solution can't be worse than the problem, however it was phrased, rings more true now because I can tell you when I was in lockdown, I didn't have a job, couldn't get a job. I was a totally different person than I am now. I am, feel a lot better having a job, being able to live a bit more. The, these lockdowns, for a short period of time, they're painful, but you can get through them. When they're months and months and months, depression, suicide, unhappiness, no will to live, it's rampant. Look at suicides among young people are way up, but nobody cares about that. You know, nobody's making a big deal about that, that so many young people are killing themselves now. And many are depressed, and many have probably permanent health problems from this. Like, this is really sad, honestly. Like, the, that's the evil out of this, really, other than China releasing it to the world deliberately, is the governments shutting people down, shutting their lives down. And, and some of these, like, restrictions didn't even make any sense. Like, you know, in South Africa, they banned you from buying cigarettes. Isn't that good so, for like, you for COVID? Well, no, but, like, it, it No, wasn't I'm saying for, it helps you. Well, no, it wasn't for, like... Well, no, it wasn't for that, but, like, the thing was... Like, it was just because they want to shut down shops, and they banned liquor and cigarette sales, so you're going to be stuck at home with nothing to fucking do. You can't even... Like, and if you're addicted to cigarettes and you can't get access to nicotine... Like, you're going to have some fucking problems. And they did. Yeah. And people started smuggling that shit and, like, smoking, like, fucking literal, like, they, they, you know, you don't know what the fuck they're going to have in these smuggled fucking cigarettes. And, like, in PA, we, the liquor stores were one of the first stores to shut down. Do you know how stupid of a fucking idea that is? Like, yeah. you, a lot of people are fucking fired. They can't drink. You know, or like you have to go out of state to drink and then they're crowding these stores. And like in some places, like I think it was like Maryland or whatever, like or, or Ohio and like West Virginia, they just won't allow PA residents to go in the liquor stores. Well, we're like, going to look back at this. I remember saying this like at the beginning of the virus. and I thought I was ending up being wrong on it. Like through the virus, I thought this COVID thing is going to be like the most overblown thing ever. And that was before everything shut down, before we got sent back from school. But it's so weird how it, like, it's almost like the horseshoe theory, or, like, it's, it went full circle. Because it felt like, oh, wait, no, this actually is a big deal. But then I'm like, wait, I think we we totally overreacted. Because there was a point where it made sense, you know, at the beginning. Because we didn't know what we were dealing with. But once we figured it out, Trump was like, let's reopen. You don't need to wear masks outside. Wear a mask if you want indoors, and let's live our lives, and let's reopen the country. But half of the country was like, nope, stay locked down, masks all the time, and, you know, fuck you. I saw the most pathetic thing today, too, that summed it up. I was driving out to run errands, and I saw a mother in her driveway playing with her children. She had a mask on, and her children had masks on. No, I'm not like that's retarded. That is so fucked. You like, shouldn't be so able to have kids. Like those like, kids should be taken away. Is when you're alone in your car and you wear a mask. <laughs> yes. Like that's the most cucked thing I've it's ever so seen. Cucked. Or like, like when I saw someone at the at the bank drive-through with a mask on. Oh and, man. And, like you know, you sound like you talked like you know it's through the intercom. Like what are these people doing? I know it's so. It's just irrational. It's just pure irrational. And there's no other way to phrase it because you get COVID in contact with a person. 
even surfaces, it's very low. Like if somebody sneezes, puts COVID on your surfaces, very low chance you're going to get from surface transmission. It's really 15 minutes at least of exposure to somebody with COVID, like, and you're close to them. But if you're even like 30 feet away from them and they have COVID, you're not going to get it. I mean, it's just so stupid how people are acting. It's because it's fear, 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 fear. You see stuff that are going out now, like, oh, you know, these vaccines might not be effective against the new strain, so you're going to get fucking vaccinated. I don't buy again. that. I don't buy that. You Dude, know? It's so fucking stupid. Like, these people, it's... They're where doing are these things. strains coming from? Like, where are these mutations coming from? Like, I don't get it. I mean, I'm not a scientist, so there's probably an explanation. But this it's idea that the vaccine... the fucking Wuhan lab. That's probably where it came from. <laughs> well, no, I know that's where it came from. Like, the source of the vaccine is that lab. Like, I remember well, no, when... the source of the the, the variants. The variants, yes. like and mouse game. Like, well, you know, we to get this variant. Like, if you didn't get the vac this month's vaccine, then you know. You well, see, that's gonna be the next it. thing. Like when we say COVID passports, I think that's a great metaphor because it's gonna be like, oh, you need the vaccine, but you're gonna need. You know how passports they have like stamps, like countries you visit. You're gonna need like stamps for each variant. And who knows? Like they're gonna make another fucking virus next month. You know, like or next year, there'll be another fucking virus that comes out. That's no, see like, that that's big picture right there. What's the next virus? Because interestingly enough, the government had a um a plan. It was called SPARS, I think twenty twenty five or something like that. And it was like a plan, like if we had a pandemic, what we do. And there's so much stuff that's been taken from there that's being implemented now that it's weird the timing of it. It was only a, it was a little off, but you know, the government had actually documents prepared for something like this. Well, um, I mean, they did. Like, I mean, it makes sense to do that because chances are, like, we've been pretty lucky. Like, we haven't really had a major outbreak before this since like, you know, World War One. Yeah. No, so, I, I mean, agree. It's like once in a hundred years thing. It's right about that time, you know. So, I mean, that makes sense to be prepared for this, but like. I mean, this isn't this is nowhere near as like fucking dangerous as you know the, the spanish flu was oh yeah this is nowhere as near as dangerous as the media wants you to believe and they want you to believe it's dangerous because it's good for their ratings cnn admits that to them on themselves on the project veritas videos it's just a fear campaign for ratings and like i don't watch the news and i'm like not scared of it and i know it's not the reason i'm not scared of it. it's also because i'm not a vulnerable population but like when i saw that mother playing with her baby with masks on i literally said in the car i'm like that's so cocked i literally said that because it's just so pathetic like our country used to like go to war and like die and now this is where we are like we used to have men signing up to go fight nazis and now this is where we are well no i heard that like syria or something like that you know they're doing their fights like apparently they had a delay in the in the fights you know the, in the battles for like a few days because of covid <laughs> that's like I saw, that is so ass backwards like i would like, have done a full frontal assault <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. If I say like this, oh, you know, we're afraid to get covered. Okay, yeah, go ahead and boom. Just go over there and just start massacring. <laughs> like, that is so stupid. You're afraid of a fucking virus that might hurt some of you versus, you know, getting shot, which will kill you if you get shot or will severely disfigure you if you get shot. Like, this is so overblown. Man. And, you know, God. If not, it's Germanic warfare. Bring the COVID to them, you know? 
I mean, that's so cocked. Like, COVID shows how cocked of a country we are. Like, I was watching the news, and this one lady was like, Oh, like, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling together as a community. I, I'm driving, you know, for people and I'm getting their groceries and their mail because there's, there's people that can't do that now. Cause well, of you know that you can, like, you know, that there's a service called like, what was it? It's like Peapod or something. It's one of those sort of services like uh, Uber Eats, but for groceries, you know, yeah, they're, they're but just it's doing... like, and that's a good thing to get into. Actually, we should have thought that, but. Yeah, I ain't trying for people like dude fuck that like I remember there was that who was that deep well I think it was DC where they had like or Baltimore or something they had that like uber driver get like sh- killed that was with DC yeah I ain't dealing with that shit fuck well yeah that. you live in Pittsburgh that's uh, I wouldn't either well, no, well I mean Pittsburgh's not even bad but like I know it's like know, one of the safest cities actually but still you get one bad person then like you know you're good Would luck you, like, but... I know where my great grandfather used to live they would stop. They stopped delivering pizza to his house because apparently one of them got like stuck up. Oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, he used to live in like the fucking project. Well, not the project. Like he he had his own house, but like they built Section Eight housing near there. Well, there's your problem. Um, yeah. Before we go to car talk, I just want to say that that it's just like you know I heard that was so pathetic. So I'm like, you can get your groceries like get a grip like if you if if you believe in the mask shit if you believe the science uh the mask will work and you'll be fine and you can get your mail at your mailbox you can go to the post office wear your mask and you'll be fine so either you don't believe masks work or you're just being a bitch and a cock and you need to grow up here's my thing man like i'm so so upset this would have been a great opportunity to like bring back gas masks like i I had my gas (laughs) mask I picked it up. I used to use it for airsoft, and I can't remember where the fuck I put. I was so pissed because this would be the perfect opportunity. Because you know what, that would probably work a hell of a lot more than your stupid fucking you Search know gold cloth mask. We're not yeah, dude, the fucking cloth mask. Yeah, you know it's fucking gas mask. You can protect me from mustard gas and shit. Versus like you know it's like the Chad gas mask versus the cuck like <laughs> you know cloth mask. Yes. Actually, I hope that's a meme. If not, we need to make it. You should. You, you need to do this for me. Go into a store and wear the gas mask and take I a picture of it. it. I don't know what happened to it. I must you love need to my find parents. it because that is something that you're gonna have a once in a lifetime opportunity to do and like get away with it. Oh my god! I should go in there and like complete like fucking. Oh my god! I should go and get one of those. Uh, you know those like plague doctor outfits. So yes. I should go and like wear that. Yes. That'd be funny as shit. <laughs> yes. Oh man, yeah. COVID just showed cuck this country. We need to grow up, people. One second. But talking about you know bigger game things, growing up and going into bigger things. Somebody's gonna get a big boy car soon. I think he walked away on this. Oh no! Someone apparently jumped off the Fort Pitt bridge or something. Who did? I don't know. Somebody, yeah, I don't know if he was telling me. Oh, okay. Well, apparently, he killed themselves or jumped oh. off the bridge. See, what were we just talking about? Suicides. Here we go. Oh, jeez, yeah, man. There's... COVID suicide. See that? That should honestly, I, 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 honestly, like, I don't know if there's a COVID suicide, but like, that's a legit problem right now. That's not talked about enough. Is like how suicides have like dramatically increased. It's scary. I mean, this generation's already had problems with depression beforehand, and it's saying. Yeah. This ain't helping it any. Yeah, because it's taking away people's meaning in life for their purpose. No school, no job. 
What do you do? Oh, yeah. Jerk off. I feel bad for these kids because, you know, can you imagine being in kindergarten and expected to go and, like, do kindergarten from home? Yeah. Like, dude, I wouldn't be paying attention at all. I'd be, like, fucking around. Well, you know, speak- especially, like, for those who don't have parents who can, like, work from home. Yeah. Well, see, that's another thing with the lockdowns, too, was, like, not everybody can stay at home. Um, but another thing, too, you mentioned with the schools, I think I told you this, but at the schools near me, you know how it's all like, oh, six foot, six feet, six feet, no more than six feet. They changed it. Oh, you can do three feet now. And the only reason is because they need to fit kids, like, in the classroom. But it's like, oh, three feet's okay now. I guess it is. Well, see, my cousin, like, he went to private school, and, like, man, like, he's going to be so far ahead of his classmates just because they've been going in person since day one. I didn't think they had to wear a mask over there. Nice. Like, it, like his whole school, like, well, not his school, but, like, the, the kids around there, like, and, and, you know, like, the left one's going to talk about equality and shit and, like, making sure people can compete. Like, you know, that, that's one thing that's going to fuck it up because not everyone can do in at work you know school from home yeah not everyone can do that effectively like if your parents don't give a shit beforehand or like they have a job to do and they have to go into work how can you expect them to like help you with school like you know basically force you to do your shit like a little kid isn't gonna just naturally give a crap about like you know doing their schoolwork. like if you're like four or two or you have like adhd or you're like just not as smart as some other people or you know whatever you're gonna have you, you know you're gonna ha- you're already gonna have problems if you're doing it remote like i had friends you know when i was in school and like we had like i think or i think we had like remote class one like you had the opportunity for like i think a couple of remote classes when i was in there like in high school they just fucked around like they do that stuff and they just fuck around not do their work that's a major issue and then, heaven forbid, like, the school districts that couldn't afford to get, like, iPads or whatever the fuck they use or, like, you know, Chromebooks, and then they're expected to go and use their own computers. Well, see, that's that. actually something, too. Like, I mean, there's been supply shortages with, like, freaking everything, but especially with computers because we had just this crazy demand. You know, people were bored at home, wanted a game or upgrade their shit. Then you had people working from home that maybe want to upgrade their shit because they have to run more sophisticated programs, require more horsepower. But the bigger thing, too, and I, I learned this from um, some, like, other workplaces, is, you know, not every work, a lot of workplaces, actually, I should say, they weren't ready for this. You know, there are some that, like, had the infrastructure and actually were, like, ready for it and could actually switch to it quickly because they had, like, cloud computing and a bunch of other things. Um, and good security, but there were a lot of companies that did just didn't have that, and so like this idea of like oh you can just work from home was like no we can't we literally do not have like cloud computing we literally don't have the security or like work computers that are up to spec for that, so some companies just had to buy a bunch of new shit and real quick, dude like it's just crazy man like you know i used to work in a security operations center setting and like we just like a month like a couple months before covid we we set up so we could actually like do remote work we used to not be able to go and like have everyone be remote we used to have to actually like one person always in there just for like the phone lines and stuff in case someone called well see yeah that's that well, that's a good case, like, of where you guys were lucky. And I'm glad that there was this, like, forced innovation because it sped things up. Um, 
but there are a lot of people that, that and that's why and like now you have these shortages and it's like not everybody's there yet still oh yeah and like i imagine like you know it's gonna be a major insider threat issue like with this whole working remotely especially with contractors because uh, you know i showed you that video the other day like there's literally like fucking videos on youtube showing you how to like fucking get other people like get like there there's services out there and you can go and not know how to do your job and they'll like pay you can have a proxy interview they will literally fucking like talk and you make it look like you'll talk and walk you through everything you know it's a major security issue yeah when i see some of this shit well i want to mention this real quick actually before we go to car talk because this is some breaking news um biden after criticism is now saying he's going to raise the refugee cap in America. It's going to go from 15,000 to 62,500. That's big. Um, yeah. This well, is, again, the, the border crisis, the Biden border crisis, is the biggest thing happening right now. Like This could fundamentally change the country. Well, here's the thing that's really concerning, though. Think about the, um, what you call it, the h1b that's what really concerns me because that's that's what affects my ass yeah and no one talks about that you know not very much and that i don't know what's going to happen the biden administration with that like most of it's like the low skilled labor but like that that is concerning yeah yeah i agree and also i actually just got an email from somebody um i want to read this quickly and then we'll go into car talk for real. This is from, um, well, I'll just read you the headline or the subject of the email, and you'll know who it is. Cosmic Rebecca slash Brexit Party, Trump Victory Reform UK, Peter Seraphine, and iHeartRadio tonight, Saturday, April 17th. Oh, I, I'm so, yeah, I forgot. She she was trying to come on last week. What happened? She was. We had Big Al on, too. It was like we were all prepped and ready. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm going to have to ask her, but she's emailed me. That was the subject, by the way, of the email. A lot. And she says, Alas, another great radio host, my longtime friend, DJ TK, who we've had on here once, veteran of 13 years of service to Penn State Center County PA communities, has been taken down. She didn't really explain it more. I think, because he has an iHeartRadio show, I think. Uh, oh wait no um i think dj yeah i think dj tk um is no longer on the line i think he got taken off oh geez what happened with that do they accuse him of like racism or some bullshit like that i don't know we're gonna have to get cosmic rebecca on next week to find out i hope she fixes her discord issues yeah or unless we can figure this out through skype or something no, no, we, we figure it out. We got the technology. We have technology. But somebody was looking for... Because this is, funny enough, this was your last week of your job, and this was my first week of my new job. Um, so we're all kind of starting new weeks. weeks uh, continuing. This is another week for Phil's job, but you have been looking for a new car. A big yeah, boy man. car. Dude, it just pisses me off, man. Like, there's not, like, man, this, this fucking electronic steering, it's so fucking annoying. 
Like it is, it just pisses me off. The cars they make these days aren't fun anymore. You know, there's very few cars that really interest me. Like the only car that I found I like, well, actually, you know, there's two cars I found that I enjoyed. You know, at least I was able to test drive. Like the fucking, um, I like the four cylinder, like the four cylinder turbo Camaro with the with the six speed transmission manual. Like that was actually fucking fun for being as for being a four cylinder Camaro. You'd think that those things would suck ass and be like slow, but like no, dude, it's got like three hundred fifty fucking horsepower. He says nineteen ninety four, right? No, no, this was like a twenty nineteen. Oh, yeah, they definitely didn't make. Yeah, if there was one from ninety four with a four cylinder, because that's be what like, it said in your text, man. That's why I was confused. Oh no, dude! Like no, dude, I would not use that. Yeah, I mean, I know that the. They used like the Mustang had like a turbo four cylinder like back in the nineties, but like, and that was good too. But like this one, like, dude, like that was actually pretty fun. Then I tried like the STI, and like that was those two were the only cars I found that were any fucking fun that are like under, you know, like any cars you can find with the fucking manual transmission anymore. Like you know, it's so hard to find a six speed car these days. Or like nine and six, like any sort of manual transmission car that's any fun, because like even the base WRX, the Subaru WRX, that was not fun. Like the, the 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 steering on that was so shit. There was like rev hang out the asshole. You know, the only good thing about that was that it was some it was decently fuel efficient. It was you know pretty fast. Like the speed, I, I was I was happy with the horsepower, but like it almost felt like the Tesla, and I didn't like the Tesla. It felt like I was riding a fucking spaceship. It was like a spaceship. I know that's what's awesome about it. No, I just it just felt so disconnected from the road. But like, no, the STI man, that was fun. You know, it it felt like freedom, man. It was like going, you could go and take fucking corners as long as you don't go like eighty miles an hour. You know, you'll be fine taking a corner. When I get shekels, like big time shekels, I'm gonna buy me a Tesla and we're gonna do a drag race. I mean, you'll probably win the drag race, but like, is it fun? Like, there's, there's. That's true. These cars these days, they just don't feel fun and 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 interesting. Like, you know, if I want to go fast, I could go on the fucking train. I'd go on an airplane. You know, it's fast, but is it fun? No. No, I actually no. I I I think that's a valid argument because, like, like I said, when I have some Monets. What I would ideally do is I'd have an electric car for my daily commuter, like a Tesla. And then the fun car would be like a little, you know, convertible, like, I don't know, V8, V12 or something like that. They can just... You get like a fucking Miata, man. Like those. No, oh, God, those are disgusting. Like, I mean, you're, you're short enough. You <laughs> It it is built for my they're, heart. They're they're like they're they are a fun car. Like you know they get a bad rap because people you know they just seem so cheap. Like it's like a like it just seems like a fun. cheap for, sports car. Like the, it is the peak. Like you love British shit. Like that's like the peak. Like British convertible. It's not British. It's not even British though. But it does a better job than any British convertible. I, no, I like I like British, but I don't like British cars. <laughs> but it was reliable. Like they used to have you know it's like a MG midget, but like not as midget you know oh god the mg midget that, that's a funny car <laughs> i remember funny. hammond was driving it and he had a literal midget in it and he was like yelling at it he was like fucking <laughs> he's like fucking midget and then he's like the midget got like upset over he's like no 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 i, I was talking about the car not you okay i mean it was the car and like it it's called a midget and he was like offended <laughs> 
They seem like they're fun cars, but I, I just, you know, I won't be able to, like, I mean, the MG or even the Miata, but, like, I, I like the STI, but, like, man, those things are fucking expensive. And then, like, Jesus, dude, like, I was looking at the Civic Type R's, and they are so expensive for what they are. You know, like, it's a front-wheel drive fucking hatchback, but you're going to be paying, like, uh, more money than the MSRP. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that before. Like, that, that is so stupid. Like, for a used Civic Type R, it was more expensive than a brand new Civic Type R, the MSRP. Like, who the fuck does that? And yeah, it makes no sense. Like, spec-wise, the, the STI has it beaten just about every fucking area except for fuel efficiency. But, you know, I, I, I don't care, man. If I'm driving a fun car like that, I don't want to go and have, I mean, the fuel efficiency for a Civic Type R, it's no fucking hybrid. It's no gas sipper. I mean, you'll get like, I think 28, like 22, like 22 city, like 28 highway, which is okay. Mm. But you're still paying, you know, you're going to be using your fucking, you know, the, the, what you call it, the premium anyways. Like, dude, like what I was surprised with was that Camaro, that four cylinder turbo Camaro that had like, I think it was close to 350 horsepower from that and it could use regular octane gas and it would get like it was was like something the upper 20s to like i think even 30s for the highway that's not bad i mean it seems like the suit the uh sti gives you the most bang for buck the hondas well well, i like dude that 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 camaro was fun but I, I just, bet, but I'm t- I, I just don't trust an American car. I do like, not like, trust. Like my thing was, I, I, I don't want to go and just have a rear wheel drive car. Yeah, and that too. It's like because when you need like your car to do something, and you don't have another car, like you're, you're, and it's snowing, you're screwed. You were just screwed. You're not going anywhere. I, well, mean, I mean, I, I think that's just an unnecessary risk to have. You could put snow tires on it, I assume. Yeah, but yeah, that takes that's... time, and it's like uh... it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I'm especially these days with COVID, and I could probably work from home easier. But what now. if it's an emergency and you need to get somewhere? That's what I'm saying. Well, if it's like a super emergency, call an ambulance. No, you know, no, no not that type of emergency. Like, what if you know your girlfriend needs something, or you need to be somewhere because, like, you know, somebody needs your help or somebody's in need. Or there's something know, going down. Like, you like, don't, like you don't want snowing, that. Like, if it's any time in the winter, I'll just throw snow tires on. You know, if it's during the winter, it's not going to be like the chain the chain ones. My dad had to put chains on his Camaro back in the day. Because oh, it yeah, was like, like, I mean, I mean the, the tires were bad back then. Like, I'd be interested to see how good the snow tires are of a rear-wheel drive car. But I just don't think it's a good idea. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have another backup car if need be too, but like, it was fun. It was more, f- and it was a great bang for the buck fun car that actually gets better gas mileage than I would have expected. Cause like, it had, like, at least the, I don't know why the suit, like, honestly, like, fucking Subaru, they need to go and use that engine. Just fuck that stupid fucking boxer engine that's gonna break down. Be like everyone else get like an inline four with a turbo. Cause like, that thing got 350 horsepower. You know, and it's not the boxer. You don't have to deal like good lord the head. Like if you have to go and replace the um, what you call it, the spark plugs on the boxer, like that's a pain in the ass. The like at least with that, 
you know, at least with that, that's wait. Which Camaro a... engine did you have again? Like that one had the the four cylinder turbo. Because uh, the four cylinder turbo only has two hundred seventy five horsepower. I mean, fuck. It was still the guy said it was three hundred fifty. So maybe oh, he, was... he had a bullshitter. But dude, it was it it was it was fast. It, yeah. I mean, that's no, more I... than the that's more than the base WRX. I yeah, mean, I, I bet it's fun. I bet it's good, but like practically speaking, like it doesn't. I think the, actually the most sensible one's probably the STI. Well, well, yeah. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> I mean that's the thing. Like, I don't need something super fucking practical, but I you know, yeah, I know. Help me in the snow, that'd be nice. And it was fun, like because most of these cars have that stupid fucking electronic steering and they don't make it feel good and the only two that had decent like steering were the sti and the camaro like they both had good feel like honestly the camaro was better in some ways than the sti even hmm. with, the, with the steering because they had like the different modes in there the sti probably had a different mode just never played with it and the camaro's you know? not available in all wheel no hmm. camaro I I know, but they they changed. I mean, Mustangs are now available in electric, <laughs> and an SUV. Oh, okay, you yeah, try I, a Mustang. Is... If you like the Camaro, I, I'm just saying, if you really do, you should try a Mustang. Well, yeah, I went to the Ford dealer and they didn't have any in manual, or maybe that, I had some like Mexican guy over there. <laughs> so like, uh, maybe he just didn't know how to look. Uh, he he sucked. I'll check the Ford website. Honestly, though, well, I mean, like... I know that they did like Ford does, but the the dealer over here. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I was I... going through all the car dealers over here, just looking for something that tickled my fancy. Because <laughs> I know you're not into styling, really. You don't care too much about. But to me, the current Camaro is hideous. And... Well, it, it's like that. That was my my two concerns were the rear wheel drive. And the visibility, because you cannot see shit out of the back. Yeah. That was my, those two things were my only major concerns. Yeah, I, I just don't like the styling. I don't like the impracticality of it. Not just me. I'm, I haven't driven it, so, you know, my, my opinion well, technically man, doesn't matter. Dude, you're young, man. Go, go, go to the car dealers. You really want me driving? They won't check, they won't check that. Driving a oh, expensive car? It. <laughs> you're young enjoy it no, See, no no i want to don't get me wrong i want to but my track record on the road i think i need i think i need a little practice first yeah they give you a they have a co-pilot like the, the yeah what's he gonna do not, <laughs> as long as you're not going 80 miles per hour around like a sharp corner you'll be fine and like at least a super who road. would do that <laughs> I don't what know, man. blithering just... idiot would do that? Go, even going downhill too would make it even worse. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like a fucking anime, man. That was like an anime. What was it? That one with the with the with the Takumi guy, the the the, 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 the car one, the car one, the what the fuck is it? The Speed Racer. Initial D. Initial D. Initial D. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I get you, but I would try them because I'd say the Mustangs. I forget what the current one looks like, but they, I've always liked their styling better. But um, I, you I, know I, I want to try one of those fucking challengers just for the. Oh yeah, you should, dude. Yes, 
Uh, I can't see if I can go and sneak into the fucking Get Hellcat. Get a demon. No, like, my only concern with that one is they don't offer that manual, but, like, Who I'd cares? like to Just done. try the, try the demon. I, I tried. I, there's no way how I'd be able to spend, like, six, six, six thousand dollars. I think that's what they used six, to charge six, for. Six. <laughs> it used to be, like, six. One of them was, I think, maybe it was his horsepower. A little like Naz design it, too. Oh, God. Well, no, that was like the. I think that was a Hellcat was six 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 horsepower because ha ha Hellcat. <laughs> yeah, trying to be edgy here. Well, you know the. I actually that I will like once I have some more. Once I'm comfortable again with my car, I'm gonna probably go with my girlfriend or something like test drive a bunch of cool cars for the heck of it. Because and we also because we have that McLaren dealer near here. Oh, dude, there's no way they're going to let you in there. I will say I have a rich mommy and daddy. I'll come in with, like, a suit. You might be able to if you go and, like, wear, like, a fucking, like... What's what's the fucking fancy suits for men? Fancy suits for men? Like, they have, like, those name brands and shit. Oh, yeah. Come with, like, a Versace. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, guys. Give me me the the, uh, Ferrari out there. Yes, and for anybody that thinks, oh, it's a McLaren deer, you sound stupid. They don't have well, Ferrari. Have they, they have Overwatch tree cars that same yep. use. Yep, yep, yep. Someone in PA who did, I think there was someone in PA who um, who did something like they went to like a Ferrari dealership or something and he like just, they let him test drive and just stole it. No, 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 that's guys. true. I, I heard about that too because we have near me actually, it's like, it's like near Philly and me, but it's closer to Philly. It's like, it's in the main line area. Um, he was test driving at the Ferrari dealer Algar here, a Ferrari, and he was driving, and then he came to like a quiet area, pulled a gun out, pointed at the salesman, and said, get out, and then drove off. Well, there was some dude that was like famous, and then the guy never got the car back. Like the dealership never got the car yep. back. No, I think he actually got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Which I don't nuts. know how you do with like, tags and inspections and insurance and everything well there was someone who did this to a few different cars it was like a few different car dealerships and i think it was in pa and then like the government like never let the car dealer get their money back because it was like government prop like the government whoever got the guy who was in charge of the of like maintaining the car for evidence they ended up like wrecking the car like because they were being a dumbass and driving it and the guy never got any sort of money back for it, or like the dealership. Like, see, it's the fucking government, man. Like, they'll fuck you. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't trust the government because they, you know, they, they lent the car to the government because they said they could use it for evidence. But because they didn't subpoena it and they gave it on their free will, like, that's how the guy got fucked. Well, there was, there was a movie my dad was watching. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it was about how the, the feds basically set up um, John DeLorean of DeLorean Motors. Like, oh, they yeah. set him up, apparently. They tried to, like, have him sell. It was, like, uh, entrapment. He got off of entrapment, but, like, his lawyer fees were so much that the car company just went under. Well, did you see, actually, not to go back to politics, but did you see that they're now trying to get Roger Stone for $2 million in tax evasion? Dude, that's what they'll get at. Like, that's what they do when they can't get you on anything. Yeah, they did to Capone. Yeah, that, and that's that's a shame. Like, they care more about taxes than they do about, like, literally anything else. Yeah, because like, it's their money. And you know what's tr- bullshit about that, too? Is they dragged him through, like, two years of legal battles and sucked his money out. This is a guy that almost went broke, that sold, like, his houses, that s- 
got a bunch of money out of his bank account and cleared them out to pay for his legal fees. Yeah, I think this is why he owes taxes. And then that's the problem with pardons. It's like, yeah, you can clear him of the crime that they're getting him for, but they just put a new charge on you, new crime, and then they get you. It's sick. And I think that there needs to be some sort of law or something to prevent this abuse of the legal system. Yeah, this is like Roger Stone did nothing wrong, and they're trying to nail him out of taxes because he's been bled dry of money. Like, they've sucked all the money out of him, and then he couldn't pay his tax. That's what I'm guessing is what happens. They sucked all the money out of him. He couldn't pay his taxes, and so they're like, oh, you didn't pay your taxes. You're, we're going to sue you now. To yes. Never trust the feds. If there's one thing the libertarians are actually right, it's fuck the feds. Fuck them. Well, I think that they need to go make a law or something if you win your court case, you know, and you're being sued by someone else. Like, the other person should pay reasonably like if the garment sees you like they should definitely pay your fucking legal fees yeah i agree because it's bullshit i mean i feel sorry for that guy really messed up that's what's scary about this stuff um you know what car you'd like and i think you should test drive just for the heck of it do you have an alfa romeo dealer near you or a fiat dealer uh no dude well actually you know there might be that i think there might be one there probably is they they well, well, that's okay. Um, look for the Alfa Romeo 4C. Do you remember that car? I think I remember something on Top Gear with... I think that was it. Yeah, that was when Hammond or... raced um, Clarkson on the, on the jet ski in uh, Italy. The 4C... Yeah. It, I've always liked this car. It's a cool little car. But you want to talk about raw driving experience... It's a little car, lightweight. They only sell the Spider now, um, but it's a little lightweight car. It's a lot of fun, and it's got manual steering. Ooh. Yes, it's got, and I think now, it's got a stick too. Like, is that well, is that rear wheel drive or? Um, I imagine that's rear wheel drive, probably. Uh, let's see, two hundred thirty-seven horsepower. I'm pretty sure it's rear wheel. Like, I'm not saying you should buy this all. You should definitely not buy this because it's it's also extremely expensive. But if you want a fun, raw driving experience, like, I think you'd have a good time in this. Yeah, I'd give it a shot. I, I want to go and try at some point that Golf R. Yes, now, definitely. Now, they, they had the Flappy Paddle one at the dealership. I ain't dealing with that shit. If I'm, spending, <laughs> if I'm spending close to 40 grand, it's going to be my fucking dream car. Yeah. That's what I told you. About, you know, like, I ain't going to go, like, because, you know, that's going to be because with all the dealer shit, like, that's going to be expensive. But, you know, if it's something that I really like, you know, fuck it. You only, you only live once. You know? I agree, dude. I agree. That's something I'd consider. But, like, you know, better be fucking good for that money. Yeah, I'm trying to get the full specs on the Alpha. Because, like, like I said, you first of all, you can't afford this car. Like, it is starting, starting at 70 grand. Yeah. It's, it's crazy expensive. But, you know, test drive's free. So I mean, let you do it. Sometimes, some of them, like, I mean, the the only one that was like really good with that was like Tesla. They let you like they let fucking anyone test drive that shit. Yeah, I I need to get in one of the newer ones. But with the when we were at the Alpha deal with my dad, I, I he never did because like I don't know my my dad doesn't like doing things, which is annoying. But they even offered to do a test drive and let me drive too. I was like, yeah, let's do it, and then we never did. Just see, that's a fun. That's that's something fun to do during the pandemic. You know, just go to the car dealership, pretend that you're interested <laughs> in buying a car, and just test yeah. Drive it. 
Like it's you know it's like going to the theme park except for there's no admission price. Yeah, dude, that would be fun. Like I get it, it is. It's definitely fun, man. Like I've, you know, there's I've I've done my fair share of the test drives, man. Like I remember, I I think I was like an eighty, some like eighties fucking Cadillac. Like it, it was. This was years ago. Yeah, there's no way in hell I'd buy. I got like. At least one over there, because I mean, to be fair, they're probably just driving around the lot, so of course the gas mileage is going to be lower. But I can't imagine it would be. It was definitely not a uh, fuel efficient vehicle. Mm. But over there it was like six miles per gallon. But like for a fucking '80s car that had the miles per gallon calculator, that was pretty fucking ahead of its time. And it had, I think, it had heated seats, and Damn. it had cigarette lighters for everyone in that fucking car. Everyone had a fucking cigarette later. It was a product of its time for sure. Yeah. I think Man, it's... Like for, mm -hmm. for a car that old, like the... I mean, it was the smoothest fucking ride I've ever done. And, and the leather seats, like that was like more comfortable than my fucking bed. In the back. And it was so fucking roomy too. Like, man, if, if I just wanted to have like a car, just smooth, like road trip car, like I'd rent one of those. Oh yeah, those those were actually like really well built back in the day. Oh no, like the engines were absolute garbage. They had that like North Star engine with the um, they had that thing where it would like try to go. It would have the cylinder deactivation or whatever. But this was before they um, perfected that. Oh yeah, well I meant the the interiors were well built. Oh um, yeah, it's American luxury. I mean, it's not like you know this fucking Maybach shit, but you know it was. <laughs> From what I understand, it was um, it was definitely uh, comfortable. Now I know the thing you won't like about this Alpha is I think I'm trying to f confirm this, but I think it's flappy paddles. But other oh, than that, everything else is like pretty raw. That's pretty gay. <laughs> you don't like them paddles? No, dude, I don't like those paddles. It's it's not fun. Like you use it like. When you first get the car, like maybe once in a blue moon, it's like the moonroof. You know, you'll Dude, use we that, use the like, moonroofs all the time. I never use the fucking moonroof. The only time I use it is like when I'm going in a um, when I'm getting my car, like at the uh, what you call it, you know, where they take your car to go and do the cleaning. Uh, I guess. Yeah, like I mean... I'll use it there, like the car wash, just to go and like look at the oh, funny colors. Oh, okay, that's fun. That's the only time I ever use my fucking mirror. Well, I like how it brings you know more light into the car. I always thought that was cool. It makes it. What's really cool is with the Tesla Model X. It has that glass that goes from like the wind. It's the windshield, and it keeps going like past you a bit, like of up on the roof. Like it's really cool sitting inside it. Like it feels so immersive. Like, you, like you just feel it feels so open. It's really cool. But I wanted to, I want to test drive like a Tesla um, Model Three, and then I want to drive the new Model S with this new steering wheel. Cause have you seen that steering wheel? No, I tried the Model S before. Like that was fun. Like I mean, for if I had to go for an automatic car, that's probably what I would go for. The, the Tesla Model S? Yeah, if I had to get an automatic car, I'd probably try to get something like that out. Yeah, well, no, I'm saying, too, now that they, like, with the steering wheel for the newest ones, they just changed it. 
Um, it has one of those like um, race car, I guess you'd say, steering wheels where it's just the bar. There's no bar on the top to grab. It's like from the sides and the bottom. Like you can see on the screen right now. I don't know if that like works. Like, I guess it does. I don't know. I'd have to read reviews. Problem. Hmm? If it if it didn't work, I think they'd have an issue. I'd think so. I'm surprised. Like, I know this can sound stupid, but I'm surprised it's legal. Because you'd think there'd be some like regulation against that. Eh, um, I mean, if it worked, like you know, as long as you can uh, deal with it, you know. I think you could use the fucking Xbox controller if you really wanted to. I mean, this kind of looks like a controller. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be legal as long as you can turn with it. Yeah, I guess it's just there's always weird regulations, you know. Yeah, I don't know how functional it would be though. I know that's why I've, I really want to know what it's like to drive with that. Like, I'm really interested because on the one hand, it is cool how it doesn't block the screen. Like, that's cool. But I'm like, like, because when I drive, I mean, I keep my hand on the bottom part a lot, but I do use the top part a lot when I'm turning. So, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to go, you know, I, I like my regular steering wheels. It's, it's fine for me. That's the other thing, too. Like, a lot of these cars have these stupid fucking infotainment systems that are, like, way too fucking big. Oh, dude, I could rant on this so much. I, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with car companies cannot do software holy yeah, like, shit the only decent one. like my roommate he used to have one of those like lexus suvs like probably like you know like 80 grand or whatever and that thing like he'd have to go and pay like 200 dollars to bring it to the car dealership to do an upgrade of the, of the software that's so stupid yeah tesla is the only one that does it right they're the only ones that are actually in modern times with their software because I, I think I sent you that video from MK, MKBHD or whatever his name is, M, MKHD. He was showing the new electric Maybach. And the freaking thing had a tablet in the back seat. And it's like, oh, cool. Is it an iPad? No. It's a seven-year-old Samsung tablet. Seven years. You hear that? Seven years old. This is a Maybach, top of the line, ultra luxury Mercedes. Well, that's the thing. Like, why would you even include a fucking tablet in the car? Yeah, like, I well, it's, it's like, for like in people back. in the back seat. Yeah, I think it's unnecessary. Bring your, own, bring your own fucking, like, everyone has their phone anyways. Yeah, I think, like, why or would you use it? It's going to immediately date your car. Like, no matter what it is, like, there's going to be a newer model out anyways. Like, it's it's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's it's so stupid to even have that. Because, like, yeah, all your shit's on your tablet. Like, I, I don't see the point of it. It's stupid, and, like I said, it's going to immediately be outdated. But even on, like, the infotainment system, like, in the car, it's using, like, these ugly 3D glossy icons. Like, you remember, like, early 2000s, like, iOS and Android design? That's yeah. what it had. That's probably when it was made. It's probably like they probably built that like back then. And they just and didn't they change just, it. Whatever, just like bought it now. Like that's the thing with cars. Like you, you date. Like it'd be really careful with car technology. And that's why like used cars, like you, like luxury used cars, never hold their fucking value. Yeah. It was because like as soon as it's out, like it's gonna be immediately dated. Like, yep. I remember, like, my, like, you know, back in the day, like, they used to make the satellite navigation with, like, the Acuras. 
and it used the fucking like CD or DVD or something like it was like to have the maps and like see like, it's completely useless now because it's gonna be completely out of date mm -hmm. or you have to like keep buying like the new ones. Yeah, it's stupid and like with Tesla, I mean there theirs are just the best. It's snappy, it's responsive, it's how it should be. With these car companies, like the traditional ones, it's slow, it's ugly, it's complicated, it's laggy. It's like, this is unacceptable. But it's their car companies. They don't do software, so they don't get it. I don't get why they can't outsource to some company that does, and they just make good shit. Like, I don't get I'm, it. I'm looking forward to self-driving cars. Good evening, gentlemen, and good evening, chat. <laughs> Hello, Sammy. Yeah, see, I tried that self-driving shit before, but, like, I don't know, maybe so much. I mean, it's just Pittsburgh, but, like, so many places were under construction. Like, it just did not work. Well, I mean, I'm thinking for me, it being a being the, the based cripple man, you know, having a self-driving car would be nice. Mm, that's but. fair, actually. Like, I personally, I love the idea. Well, I got to be careful, because I do love the idea of self-driving for saving lives and all that shit, but... I, I hope it doesn't like lead to like banning car culture essentially. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, it absolutely will, no matter what. You know, that's that's what's gonna happen because as long as you have human drivers, self-driving cars will not be able to work properly. But like, I do, I do sympathize for those like Sam, where it's like basically you're kind of screwed and you can't like you know you're relying on people to drive you. And it's like. Being able to have a self-driving car would be game-changing. Well now, do, well, now, Sam, do you have, like, one of those cars that's been, like, modified to enable, um... Because I, I, I had a friend who had, like, spinal uh, bifida, and he was able to go and get, like, a minivan that was modified to allow, um... What you call Like, allow him to go and drive it. The, 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 the self-driving cars? I... It wasn't self-driving, it was just modified to well, allow... Oh, yeah... Well, I mean the the hand control cars. Um, I was going to uh, to do that, but even but even to uh, you know even to like fill paperwork for that, there's so much bureaucracy. Like, even so, it's like I it's like I I have to I have to like go through this whole like thing just to like. I have to go through like a fucking, you know, medical exam and like all this, you know, shit and then like wait, wait, you know, 180 days just to take like the fucking, you know, exam to be able to, to be do fair. It. So it's to like, be fair, I took the fucking driving exam. It took me a lot. Like it, just in PA, I don't know about you, Sean, but when I went to get my car exam, I took forever to schedule that shit because they're incompetent over here. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but you don't. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't mean to be a you know a dick, but you know, imagine the bureaucracy for that times times ten. Oh no, know? I bet. Um, I think so... for me, I don't remember if it took a long time. It I, took it might... me over six months to schedule one. I don't remember, but you know what happened to me? Here's an interesting story. I don't know if I told this one. Um. When I first did my driving test, I did it locally. And, you know, like, I, I, you know, I think you can relate to this somewhat, Alex. Like, uh, when you're first driving, 
you're kind of how do I put it? You're kind of nervous, I guess. You know, you're kind of still getting used to it. You're not comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 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 very different mindset you're in. So when I was doing the driving test, I had this guy he gets in the car. He's like old, smells like cigarettes, grumpy old man. And he has me start driving a bit, and I'm doing fine. But then he puts me on the road, like on the main road, and has me do an illegal turn. What? Yeah. That's pretty fucking bad. And I, and I, in the moment, I like didn't know what to do. Cause like I said, new drivers, you're kind of like, you're nervous, you're, you're very indecisive. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do it. Cause like, I, I forget how it was illegal. I'd have to go back to the bit of roads actually on my way to my work. And I could, I could, could drive down and I'd remember, but I think he had me like turn, like he made me do a turn that I just couldn't do. Like it's like a U-turn or something in a legal location. It wasn't a U-turn. I think he had me. Um, I'm trying to remember. Like it was really. I remember doing it, thinking like I can't turn like this, and I did it. And then like I pulled up, and he said, like, "Oh well, I'm sorry, but you know you flunked." And then just like got out and left. Like he was just a total dick. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, they, it, like literally asked you to break the fucking law. Yeah, and I realized in retrospect, I think it was like either he was just a jerk or it was like he was testing me to see if I would do it. Like it was just messed up on many levels. So we went out to Lancaster because we heard they were easier. I literally saw people doing the course. I practiced it a few times. So easy. I didn't even have to go on the main road. I just went like 25 and then 35 for a bit like it was very easy got my license immediately i didn't even have to park oh really they didn't make you parallel park with the first test or did i park i don't remember now i might have parked i don't remember i'd have to actually like check on google maps i don't remember actually i know the first one they maybe do this like a little obstacle course and then park and i think i was fine with that i hate driving tests so stupid but yeah, they made me do this like a legal turn. Like I think he made me like turn right or turn left or turn onto a road I couldn't turn. I forget. I actually look on the maps now. It was so stupid. Dude, that's nuts. Now see, like when I did it, like I never had any issues with the driving test. I I passed my first try and same thing with the written test. With the written test. Oh, the written test I did first time. It took me three times to actually take the test because the fucking DMV sucked ass and they like didn't tell you like what fucking paperwork to bring proper like the, the paperwork you had to go bring was so fucking stupid. It's like oh you need this and this, but no you actually need this. But no like I do it like two times or like two or three times just to get the right paperwork. But once I got it, I passed on my first try. Yeah, I think I got was- like every question right on the written one. But like, I mean, I didn't like a written test. Like, they would ask you the in like stupid fucking ways. But like, no, it just pissed me off because I was going there, and then they just sent me back because of like one missing document. Like, there's so many ways, and it took you, it took like a week to reschedule it. So I was wasting my time. It was a decent bit away from me. Like the one in York, you know, it's, I was like 20 minutes away. Went over there, and then like for the actual driving test, it took me like somewhere around like six months to actually schedule the fucking driving test. Jesus. 
just because like that's how packed York was. Like I, I fucking hate the DMV. They need to like outsource that or something. Yeah, I hate it too. It's the worst. Like the the movie Zootopia had the best representation of DMV ever. It's freaking sloths right in there. Right. Well, and then like like all I'm saying is imagine the fucking DMV and then you know like the fucking VA and and uh you know state services like all com- combined into one and, oh. and that and that and that's what disabled people you know have to deal with it's like bro it's, honestly you, know, you people are more oppressed than any other group like you were the ones being disenfranchised and held back the system's yeah, against I mean, you i mean you know you i mean you you know it's funny you say that because the left always loves to bring that up but but it's always like the people like the same lefties who are always like we need help disabled people so let's build a bigger fucking bureaucracy that will oppress them even more inadvertently yeah yes the left loves the government so much but they don't realize that the dmv is run by the fucking government yeah exactly and they're like, and they'll shit on it too. And it's like, well, you know, it's your guys' fault because, you know, he's like, shit, dude, what was that? I went to like AAA like a few months ago. And like, that's almost as bad as the fucking DMV. Like, I tell you what, like, you know, that, that, that pissed me off. I was over there, I was in line for like an hour at fucking AAA, you know, because I, I guess they had really shitty fucking management over at the one in York. And they were just like waiting, like, they, they had everyone go to lunch break. And then, like, there was only one person handling things, and there was, like, six people. It just took so fucking long. It, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking on the map right now where he made me do that turn. I'm trying to remember because it's been so long. I think he made me turn back into the parking lot like go off the main road and turn back in and i think there was like a woman that was driving there too fuck i can't remember like i cannot remember for the life of me now but i remember thinking like dude i can't do this like what's this guy thinking yeah he should have been like hey buddy you asked me to do an illegal maneuver yeah, was, no, like, I mean, for me, they made me do the, uh, it was like the, the only real pain in the ass part was the stupid fucking parallel parking. But like, I, I went to like this instructor and he like prepared the shit for that parallel park issue. It's like, weird. Yeah, I think I, the one thing I could do like instantly, I have never had a problem with it. I haven't had to do it since, but like, I still fucking hate parallel parking. Yeah. I don't like it. Trust me. Cause it makes me nervous. Like, uh, that because it because people are so impatient. It's like when you start doing it, they're like honking, trying to get around you, and then you're spinning your car. It's like, God. well, see these new cars have those backup cameras and stuff. It's probably not as bad as like you know it used to be. Oh yeah, mine doesn't have one, but I, they are nice to have. Like I like, honestly, that's one of those things where when I was like a kid, I was like, oh, we're being silly. But when I use them, I'm just like, nah, every car should have this. This is actually good. Well, yeah, I mean, they do have them now. I think they're required to have the parallel parking or not parallel parking, like the the thing. But like some cars even just parallel park for you. But 
you know, not every card does that. Like, that's the only thing that, you know, it sucks. You know, they just not having that option, or at least the, um, you know, with the rear view camera. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I cannot for the life of me what this turn was. I just remember there was, like, a woman there in the way to, like, driving her car. And, like, I knew I couldn't do it or something. I think he wanted me to, like, turn right into it. And then there was somebody there. Or he wanted me to merge into that lane. Like, it was just some weird... Oh, I know what he wanted me to do now. Oh, oh, oh. I remember. So, in this um, uh, place to drive in, they're, like, you're on the main road, okay? And you can turn right to get into the uh, shopping center and there's a right turn lane to get in there right past that there's another lane to get in there to go into it but that's for the people that are turning left from the other direction to get in does that make sense yeah he had me turn into that you're an asshole that was what it was and that's why i remember there being like another woman there and like it being confusing because he didn't tell me the other one he was like he point i remember him pointed out and i was like what i can't do that that's for the other people and then of course beyond that's for the people leaving the center but that was i think that's what it was my memory could be wrong but i remember being something like that yeah fuck these yeah, people like this, this people man they'll fuck with you <clears throat> some of them won't but like i don't know like usually in my place like the york one would take you forever to like actually get a seat but like a lot of people in my area would just go gettysburg for it yeah that's, that's where they'd go that was like the easy one to get into and like i heard the the people who ran it were actually like less assholes but i never had any issues with the york one although i've yeah i i definitely prepared for that shit I think my mom just didn't like driving with me, so she just had me go with that stupid fucking like guy. It was like an old man that got the driving instructor. Yeah. Paid for that shit because she she's too nervous. <laughs> it's like it's yeah, it's like my mom. Oh yeah, but for you know it actually makes sense. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, at least she actually she was like, hey, you know, oh, you know what I could pull now? She was the one that taught me, so I can blame this all on her. God, yeah. <laughs> this all makes sense now. You oh sure, what? just just blame your mom. Just blame the woman. <laughs> yes. Like a sexist bastard. Oh god, she's the one that. Like your dad never taught you. I thought you like. See, that'd be something you, I think your dad would like to do. I would think too, but that's not what happened. I mean, he did a little bit, like, but it was my mom that actually like. Day one taught me. Tucker Red Pills America. Oh yeah, baby. We're talking about his monologue on migration replacement. Or replacement migration. I haven't watched Tucker in forever. That's like the one that I will say you should watch that that monologue. It it's some it's stuff that we know about. It's stuff that's been said before, but he were he frames it so perfectly and he re prioritizes the yeah. immigration argument like like it's not just about cheap labor and like people cutting the line like it's about the democrats bringing in a permanent voting population yeah i mean i i 
I get it. And I mean, I'm not even being critical. It's, it's, it's probably great that the thing of it is though, is, and this is the frustrating thing. It's like my, my normie, my normie friends and family members who should watch it won't because it's Tucker Carlson and ooh, you know, he's a bad man or, you know, or whatever. So. Yeah, no, I feel you. I hope that this resonates with the more, you know, you're like boomer Republican that watches Fox News and is like five years still in the past, you know, and then the, uh -huh. like, I hope this kind of catches them up to like the bigger picture. I think it's very important. Well, that it, that is one thing that like, although I don't know, because boomers don't really listen to podcasts, but that is one thing I will say that uh like as i mentioned to you uh you know last night like daddy jack carr is uh out there red pilling people on radical islam through uh you know through the best political thriller uh series out there in my in my opinion so yeah that's when you do books shows movies that's how you get to the heart of people he, he actually well, they're actually making they're making the terminal list into a show with with uh, Chris Pratt. So let's go. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I actually I actually think that this is going to be bigger for Chris Pratt than Marvel. So and was that the guy from uh, Parks and Rec? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that guy. He uh he is he is you know as far as like Hollywood people go he's you know pretty damn based so oh no he he's clearly somebody that's a trump voter but is scared to say like he look he hunts he's a logger you know he's outdoorsy he's very religious he's spoke spoken out against pc stuff but he he goes very very lightly on the line like he's he's clearly a closet conservative clearly i have a I have a feeling after the terminalist comes out, that's going to change because once this uh, once this show comes out, and uh, the thing it is is Jack Carr has also been has also been writing the uh, the TV series version of it as well, which I'm like, that's awesome because that means he's not going to let them change, you know the structure of the book too much which uh you know is pretty uh you know it, it's 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 a show that's going to make a few people uncomfortable that's for sure so it's gonna be like so. 24 yeah per, yeah pretty much oh let's so go 20 24 but like more but like more red pill than just how bad the deep state really is. You know, so. you know what's so funny when my dad and I used to watch Twenty Four. One of our criticisms at the time was like, "How could the head of the CIA be bad? This doesn't make uh, sense." No, 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 no. This is actually a lot of sense. This, this is actually ahead of its time. <laughs> Dude, dude, tw dude! Like tw twenty four is actually like one of my favorite. Like next, it, like before Mad Men, it was my all time time favorite show, and I would say it's 
it still is my, you know, it, it's like in my top five, number two on the list. That show is 20 years old as of this as wow. of this year. Yeah, because it came out uh, around 9-11. It actually, it came out, it came out, they had to delay it because uh, if you re- remember, there's a, pl- there's a plane crash scene um, <laughs> in the first in the first season and they had they had to delay the series premiere because um well you know which was probably which was probably a good thing uh because you know like it's it was about you know terrorism and all of that and then oh shit an actual you know the the terrorist attack happens and uh you know it got post it was supposed to premiere in September, but I think they... It got moved to November, like, actually. Yep. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. Like, there's a lot of stuff I need to watch, but... I... This is yeah, one I, I do need to rewatch because I only got into it, like, when I was younger, and I don't remember most of it. I remember when they did, like, that, that movie, that, like, when they brought it back and he was in London. Yeah. I, um... Yeah, I, I, um... I need. I would actually be going to. I would actually be going to like rewatch it with you because because uh, like uh, like I the first time I watched it um, was like back in middle school. You know when it was still on middle school and high school, and then uh, my second rewatch was almost eight years ago because the first year I moved here, I did a big rewatch. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's been it's been a while. So. Well, I always what always drew me to it was like the obvious like appeal of it was like he just didn't fuck around. It was like he did whatever it took to take out the terrorists, and that was and like when people. This is something I I do actually remember from that time is like that is something people want. Like that was like a a sentiment among a lot of people because of the war on terror. We were just like. Get rid of them, bomb the shit out of them. I don't care, torture them, like get them out. You know, it was very well, much the tone of like at least half of the country. Well, but but then there, but but then there was also the tone of like, but then there was also the tone later. This was also was what was brilliant was like, Jack would be preventing all these terror attacks, based and you know, meanwhile, like politicians would be like. You know, Jack can't do that. But meanwhile, oh, we want to start, you know, a, a war, you know, and, and you know, in X, Y, Z country, you know, yeah. so. Oh, um, I know. Like, and that's where I like, I think this is a show that would actually be extremely interesting to rewatch today. Because in retrospect, you'll just be like, oh, my God, there was like a deep state. There were neocons. And like Jack Bauer is like your freaking like populist like agent just like actually like doing what's right which which is hilarious because which is hilarious when you find out that Kiefer Sutherland is Canadian yeah that's true Um, that's Donald Sutherland's uh, son but but yeah no if you if you like 24 for then dude you I don't don't know how much of a reader you are but the Eternalist, the the Jack Carr books are definitely ones that you have to uh, either read or do what I do and listen on audio, on uh, Audible. 
so yeah yeah and 24 is available on hulu and i have that so i can definitely access it i've i uh i have to i have to admit i i was a uh i'm i'm this much of a nerd that i went out and bought the uh the 24 blu-ray uh collection nice no i'm, I'm a big fan of physical media man all power to out. you and I and I also have it and I also have the complete collection on uh, iTunes as well. So yeah, yeah. I I, I remember like my mom said because she was obviously like around when this came out. She said the first season was like a big deal when it came out. Like it was like like that was like your Game of Thrones like of that time like for that season. Like well, it was yeah. the thing that, like everybody watched. Well, and also, like, they covered topics that, like, no one really yep. had even, like, thought of. And, I mean, and unfortunately, they cover topics that now you couldn't cover today. Oh, yeah, like, it was of, actually, like, quote-unquote edgy, like, with the torture, with Muslims, with all these other terrorism. Like, it, like, like when you look at Homeland, for example, which had actually, like, four, the first four seasons were great. That show, you you look at how the first season portrayed things, and then the last one, or even like I think it was the second to last one where they were like super like, oh the poor Muslims, oh they're they're getting um, uh, well, but, targeted but, by the government. You know, it was like it was yeah. more take on that like sympath sappy approach. And the thing, well, the thing what is though is that that argument always drove me crazy because the show clearly shows that, like the show the show was not Islamophobic, even when it was, you know, it showed that, you know, radical Muslims hurt their own. Oh know, yeah. Just as, just as bad. So, you know, they, so they, they never needed to soften it and I don't know why they, they did. But, yeah. Um, it got really like, and then they had like, it just got cocked. I mean, like there was that one character that was like Alex Jones. They called him like, what was it? Like Brett uh, O'Keefe. Yeah, bro, Kiva. I, I, I actually remember when I was. I actually remember. Uh, I actually remember last year during quarantine. I binge watched. Uh, you know the the last half of Atlanta, and I distinctly remember. I think I texted you, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm in the I'm in the bro O'Keefe season, and this is hilarious. Oh just how yeah, because they had like that that like. That one, uh, well, it was kind of like Charlottesville, or like they they yeah. they blamed the Alex Jones character for instigating like this shoot off between like this this Ted Bundy esque family and the FBI. It was just so silly, and it was just so blatant. The last season actually was actually good until the very end, but yeah, yeah. they had those later ones. Ever since they like sidelined Quinn is when it got bad because Quinn was like your Jack Bauer in that show. Like he didn't well, fuck well, around. He got the job done. He was cool. He was awesome. Well, Qu well, Quinn. Well, I always loved. I always described Quinn as like the Jack, ba as like a version of Jack Bauer that they couldn't show on Fox because of you know Fox being a network show, right? But yeah. Like, if if they if if they had been able to do like an HBO, you know, or like you know. Or like a more mature version of Twenty Four, 
back in the day. That honestly, that's the only thing I wish about twenty four. If it was on like a prime time, a premium cable channel, I think it actually probably would have been a much like it would have been on another level. Yeah, it it, w- it would have been it would have been a lot darker, which is what the terminal list was going to pretty much be. Um, yeah, and that's what Homeland was kind of trying to be, and it worked in many ways, but didn't last. But yeah, um, uh, it's funny that we got on that subject, but. You know, I, I think it's actually very relevant. It's it'd be an interesting revisit. I, I like doing that with shows like I'm still going through Miami Vice and it's interesting some of the things in there where it's like they had like DEA agents that went bad, like government people that would work against the cops. I was like, oh. And that and yeah, and think back, that was in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, yep. You know. Well like there was stuff of like the Fed setting people up and funny like it was it's interesting how even forty years ago they were a little red pilled. There were little red pills coming out. Yep. And uh, you know, the those those were those red pills from you know, like I I people laugh when I say this, but like twenty four is basically because I, I think I sent you like I, so someone actually asked me once, like, where do you get your foreign policy views from? 24. <laughs> Based. I, I flat out said that and they're like and they're like, You're you're and they're like, Are you kidding me? And I'm like, Do I look like I'm kidding? kidding you dude if, if you ever said to me i'd be like all right we're gonna be friends this is gonna work <laughs> yeah the uh yeah the, the neocons i used to hang out with did did not like uh i mean they i mean they liked the show but they uh, they thought I, they thought i was disturbed because because i had no problem with enhancing interrogations so yeah um, yeah, it, it was it was good for my memory. I mean, there were some like far fetched plot lines, like even yeah. like like I remember the one like where these like terrorists like stormed the White House. I was like, okay, no. Yeah, I mean, that one got yeah. I mean, the later seasons. Um, I mean, it ended better than Homeland did. I will say that, but like. The whole Russian thing and season oh. eight, where like, where like it start, where like it started out being like you know an Islamic terrorist, and then turns out it was the Russians. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, clearly they did a rewrite, like you know, mid season or something. Because... And it's the this these lefties are writing it, think Russia's behind everything. It's so stupid. And then at the very end, like. Her turning on Saul makes zero, zero sense. She would never do that. She said she'd never do it. And she literally, like, does all that crazy shit. And it was just ridiculous. Everything before that I thought was actually really good. But that that was the moment. I was like, nope, you ruined it. Yeah, well, and, and the fact that they, I mean, the fact that they tried to, like, you know, compare her to Brody and basically be like, she's turned into Brody. It's it's like, oh, is that? I didn't realize that's what they were kind of going for. But yeah, I I mean, I knew that was happening in the season, but it never like, kind of like 
dismissed it but yeah i mean i i mean they they tried it and it's like i see what you're doing and i and i love and i love i love brody as a character but you know like come on like well, yeah. what was so good about brody was that you you think like initially you don't know if he's turned or he hasn't and that's interesting but then when you find out more and then you know what he's going to do, but you know why he's going to do it. You have sympathies for him. Yeah, in a, in a in a very twisted way. You root for him. Yeah, in a in a in yeah. a very twisted way, Brody is it's it's almost kind of funny because Brody basically becomes a jihadi to take out the deep stuff. Yeah, stay kind in, of. In a in a in a weird in a weird way, you know, and then ends up redeeming himself and then ultimately um, perishes and then and then reincarnates himself as a scumbag uh, Wall Street uh, insider. Yeah. So. Well, what was cool, I will say, about 24 was with a lot of shows, what will get me is the concept. I mean, I had an interesting concept of like each episode was a day or sorry, an hour. And yeah. then the whole season was a day. Yeah. Like that, that's interesting because oh. it can play out in real time. But, you know, I wish they, I, I just still don't, don't get how you like pull these like all nighters for like this stuff. That, well, 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 the, the, well, the 24 subreddit is worth checking out because they, it's always like questions like, when does Jack, uh, you know, go to the bathroom or or something and yeah i wish they just show it you know to kind uh, of give it that believability well well so howard gordon who uh you know who wrote it he he actually gave a pretty funny answer he's like it's kind of assumed that when we cut to commercial break jack's you know going to the bathroom or eating (laughs) a sandwich or you know or something like that so that's funny um yeah i mean like i like i said the the terminalist as far as like books go is you know it's they're definitely worth checking out i i i need to reread the first book um so yeah yeah well i think we've going on for quite a bit so i'm gonna end our stream unless there's something you want to talk about i, I have some stuff i want to talk about off air that was um hinting yeah, at you sam yeah that's why that's why i popped in here here yeah yeah and i'll, I'll fill you in on that alex um because i want to talk about it on air more or off air but over voice so thank you for tuning in like share and subscribe follow sam and his shit have a nice night sam at sam underscore wgc Yep, got it. Bye. Bye bye. Wash your hands and don't clean your penis. <laughs>